Live. You can dial in toll-free, and you can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you would like. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on our site for free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening... It's Ian, JJ, and Mark. Uh, so, uh, as usual, lots on the table to talk about, but of course you can take control and bring up anything that you'd like. So don't hesitate to take advantage of that opportunity. As we start things out with another update on Guantanamo Bay, uh, Mark, as you know that we've talked, and JJ, I'm sure you've heard, uh, we talked about the new WikiLeaks release of over 700 classified uh, secret files on the Guantanamo detainees, and we kind of went through some, uh, I guess, some basics on some of the the information that had been revealed as a result of this information coming out, much to the chagrin of the United States federal government, Uh, but essentially, you know, discovering what we already knew about in some cases of these folks that are in Guantanamo Bay, and that is that many of them were completely innocent, and that... You know, they hadn't done anything at all except been in the wrong place or at the, at the wrong time uh, over in Pakistan or wherever it was that they were swooped up by some warlord as they turned them over to the United States federal government for cash bounty. Yeah, for a bounty. Yep. And uh, there were a number of other things. But essentially, you know, this is a, a human tragedy of epic proportions. People being held in prison cells for years upon end uh, with no... Uh, no way of uh, having any kind of a public trial. Not, I don't think there has even been a semblance of a public public trial for anyone. Have the tribunals that they're people. talking about. I mean, nothing. Yeah, they've just been held there. Some of them have been released, and many, a lot of many them, of them, hundreds of them, have been yeah, released. Hundreds have been released. Some and, that have been released have been recaught fighting Americans again. Big shocker there. Yeah, considering well, I mean, the uh, the conditions they were suffered under. It, it, well, one thing it goes to show is the incompetence that's meted out in the uh, the, the incarcerating of these guys, uh, the, 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 imprison- the the catching of them, the incarcerating of them, the releasing of them. It just goes all around. It just shows all around incompetence. I think that most Americans would say it'd be silly to release uh, you know guys that were fighting Americans before you you know just get the troops the heck out of their country. You know, take the American troops out. Let those guys go that we're fighting. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you're, if it's uh, w- when the war, when the quote unquote war is over, the military guys go home. Now, if these guys have, uh, you know, we're doing something in their country to harm people, in a, you know, people that were not combat troops, eh, I think that that might be a, a, a bigger problem for me. So well, I think the incompetence is more an issue of the fact that this isn't the main reason why this war is going on. That the capture and detaining of these people is just a a basically a PR campaign. And so that that's not what their focus is on. Their focus where they put their effort and their their uh, energies and resources is more on expending ammunition, um using up bombs, bullets and boots so that they can buy more bombs, bullets and boots. This detainee thing is just a stunt. It's like a a wag the dog situation. So that's why it's basically underfunded and no one really cares about the incompetency is high it's it's bureaucratic it's 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 a joke and you know also with the uh, w- w- since there is no draft people americans don't have the stake in the war that they did at one point when their when their boys were you know liable to be drafted off and sent into it they just don't have quite the stake that they used to right 
Of course, Not that I'm saying that I think the draft is well. A good the idea. Americans don't care about much of anything these days, uh, let alone what's going on in their own personal lives, especially with the distractions going on. But what's happening overseas uh, in foreign countries is just a. It's it's not even a memory. It's it's just an afterthought for them. And they'll talk about some water cooler stuff. You know, basically uh, the talking points that they've been given from Fox News or whatever or MSNBC. Yeah, whatever mainstream uh, media joke is telling them this this news, and uh, they'll just go about their lives ignoring it because it's not affecting them directly. So what's the latest, Mark? Is there new uh, developments well, regarding these a, releases? It's an article about uh, from Glenn Greenwald, and I like to keep up with what he writes. Um, you know, I think he's a, an awesome uh, either author. He's from uh, Salon.com. Mm-hmm. Numerous media outlets, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Guardian, the Telegraph, and NPR, among others, last night published classified files on more than 700 past and present Guantanamo detainees. The leak was originally provided to WikiLeaks, which then gave them to, you know, the Post, NPR and others. The um, New York Times, and The Guardian claimed to have received them from another source. WikiLeaks suggested the other source was uh, Daniel, Daniel Domscheitberg from the uh, former WikiLeaks as- uh, associate who WikiLeaks claims took without authorization many WikiLeaks files when he left. The documents reveal Vast new information about these detainees and, in particular, the shoddy and unreliable nature of the evidence used both before and now to justify their due process free. It's not what I'd want from my detention. Due process free. As in without due process. Yes. Where there are several points worth noting about all of this, uh, Glenn Greenwalls from Salon.com says, Number one, given the multiple media outlets have uh, just published huge amounts of classified information, it is more difficult than ever to distinguish between WikiLeaks and, say, the New York Times or the Post under the law. How could anyone possibly justify prosecuting WikiLeaks for disseminating classified information while not prosecuting those newspapers who have done exactly the same thing? If, Has anything actually happened with the prosecution of WikiLeaks? Didn't they just kind of huff and puff about that for a, a while? Yeah. And I mean, right. the U.S. federal government. At least government, in the United States, right. Well, right. He got picked up for some, some rape charge in Rape is Great not Britain the right term. No. Right? Uh, it is coerced uh, sexual acts or something like that. Basically, he told lies. Did anything happen supposedly. with that? Has anyone heard anything about that? I think he's still on bond. Out on bond? Yeah, in England with a, a strap around his ankle. Yeah, they wanted. To, uh, they were talking about extraditing him for a while. And then uh, the news cycle had some of the other stories, uh, especially the Egypt stuff, the uh, Japan stuff. And so that sort of information was swept under. Maybe Britain uh, will just drop Julian Assange on Libya. See if that'll. Yeah, right. (laughs) So as of right now, the United States federal government has done nothing more than bluster about Julian Assange. They have not actually made any kind of move. Digitally, they've done stuff as far as chasing down various uh, aspects of anonymous um going after the websites trying to get some uh some of the websites shut down which led to all the mirrors coming up mm-hmm. and the response by the internet to propagate this even further um so i think they've done things but it's mostly been virtual gotcha yeah that, that's, that's rhetoric it's true he goes on he says diane feinstein the dog new greenridge are all eager to prosecute wikileaks for espionage um how can they also not sweep up those media outlets and it's it's absolutely true. I mean, what's going on here is people with gray hair scared at the Internet. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> what the Internet? I mean, WikiLeaks is simply a publication, albeit a publication 
based on the internet and solely on the internet right that published documents that they've received in quite frankly a legal fashion uh, a fashion that is protected by the first amendment of the constitution of the united states of america and as far as i'm concerned that is a freedom and a right of all uh, all media outlets everywhere i don't care whether all it's people. legal in, in in you know backwateristan or not to do that as far as i'm concerned it's right so okay. if it's right for the new york times it's right for wikileaks this is just people who don't understand the difference between a website and a newspaper. Well, I think it comes back to something that I was talking about uh, with with some uh, local activists the other day is is the fear factor. And the government, the state, whatever you want to call it, it, it gets freaked out when you're not afraid. And this is the Internet yeah. is not afraid of the government. And so the, the government is like, oh, Internet is evil. It's bad. It, it's not fearing us like it should be. It's not bowing down and kowtowing and paying us its permit fees and, and asking permission. It's, it's basically going against our every wish and every whim with utter fearlessness. And that's what's freaking them out. They, they can't handle sure. a, a fearless subjects because that's, that's their only tool for control is to keep everyone afraid. No doubt about that. We'll come back with more on the Guantanamo situation. Take your thoughts as well at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can, of course, bring up anything you'd like as well, so feel free to do that. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever is on your mind at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is where you can go, and you can enjoy the features that you'll find on the site. They're completely free. So head over to freetalklive.com. You'll grab archives. Uh, the last few years' worth, actually, of the show are right there on the website. You don't have to log in. There's no membership fee. You just click and download, and they're yours. All there at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live brought to you by the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's coming up here in about two months, just under that, actually, June 20th through the 26th. And it is going to be the biggest liberty-oriented event of 2011. It's the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. You can go to porkfest.com to get registered, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. You can use our discount code, which is Live minus the spaces. So just Free Talk Live is one word. That'll save you 20% on your registration. You'll be experiencing what it's like to be A, up here in New Hampshire. It's so beautiful, especially in the White Mountains. Yes, it is. Incredible location. 
Uh, it's you'll best also, time of the year there. You'll also be be experiencing what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that understand what freedom means. And you can go and, go, again, go to Porkfest.com to learn more about the event. There's some great pictures there of uh, prior year's uh, Porkfests. And it just keeps getting bigger and better every single year. This year, you're going to have everything from live musical performances to family fun to agorism in action and so much more. Go get the details over at Porkfest.com. We will be there, by the way, broadcasting live every single night from the Porcupine Freedom Festival at Porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Let's go uh, continue here. The news about Guantanamo Bay from Glenn Greenwald over at Salon.com. And he's kind of summing up, I think, some of the other details surrounding this release of over 700 documents on each of the Guantanamo detainees, which is, of course, revealing that many of these individuals uh, were completely rounded up on bunk circumstances, just completely manufactured. No evidence. I mean, that's that's what major newspapers around the world are reporting. Mm -hmm. No evidence. Just swooping people up, putting them in a prison torturing them so they i mean the long and the short of it is that the united states went into a country and went looking for a guy and his cohorts and anytime anybody said oh yeah that fellow over there is involved with them they'd snatch him up throw him in jail right yep and some of those people they kept for Years. Some of them they moved over to Guantanamo Bay and kept them for years. Some of them they kept in prisons in um, in country, other places. It's just, it's despicable. Imagine if it was you. This is what I'm trying to talk. I'm not saying that Guantanamo Bay doesn't didn't contain terrorists. That much is true. But shouldn't those How do you guys? Know that's true. What's that? How do you know that's true? Because one of the guys, I, I could assure you that one of the uh, the nine eleven uh, terrorist guys, the people that were involved, was was there. How do you know? Well, I mean, that's was the evidence, con- Ian. What, was it convicted really? though? I mean, that's the thing. Well, you can't get convic- convictions on some of these things, and they haven't held trials well, for others. Well, here's the point, though. If in this in this world in this society, there are a lot of really bad things about the laws. Okay, there's a lot of things I don't like about laws, but there is a sort of a system, a due process system that that does allow people that are they are proven innocent until you know they're innocent until proven guilty, right? Okay. So, how can we say they're terrorists? Right. You don't get to call anybody a terrorist, Mark, until, until there's evidence and proof around that. Until a conviction. Didn't they hold happens. the shoe bomber guy there at Guantanamo at some point? I could not tell you. I couldn't either. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I don't know. I think they would have been big ACLU because he's an American citizen. I don't think he was this American citizen. He was coming to anyway. I, I shouldn't be talking about it because I don't know enough about yeah, the shoe. Clearly, bomber, uh, particularly. But I can tell he you was, that he that was though. There were enemy combatants. What does that mean? Yeah. What is an it? enemy combatant is an is a guy who's fighting against your team. According to whom? According the, to, the team that you're on. Right. So right. you believe what the military says? Well, no. I think so. If if somebody's got an AK-47 shooting at an American, I think, they also killed Pat Tillman, and he was on their team. So who's I think to say? Probably. Who's, I suspect they did that by accident. Wouldn't you guess? No, I don't no, know about that. Probably not. Not according to his family. No, they wouldn't have covered up an accident like that. Well, sometimes accidents happen. Why? Pat, Pat Tillman was uh, famous. You wouldn't want to show that you'd made an. Ac- people cover up accidents all the time. JJ. 
Oh, they, yeah. just because they're covering Look, it up doesn't make point, it murder. The thing is, yeah, but there wouldn't be such a big uh, disparity between the stories and then all this this um, sort of PR defensiveness going on if it was just an accident. I mean, anyone can say, well, well it's just an accident. Look, at that point, they were they'd covered it up. So then there's all kinds of PR. I, I you know, you'd have to show me evidence that it was a murder. I, I, why would somebody? Why would their team want to shoot Pat Tillman? Why would the team uh, want to go around the the kill team want to go around and kill innocent people? Because they're murderers. Okay. Exactly. So maybe they wanted to murder Pat Tillman. Maybe there were some murderers loose in Afghanistan, and they caught them. I'm not going to believe. As far as I'm, I'm going to take the word of a bunch of liars, it Mark. Is a fr- it, 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 the ro- a road in Afghanistan is a free place where people can move up and down. If the United States military wants to move freely up and down a road, and somebody wants to attack them on that road, and then they defend themselves, and they capture one of those people, that person is an enemy combatant. I'm fine you with You mean that. someone defending their homeland? No. There's no such thing as a homeland. What the hell is a homeland? Well, okay, Mark. These people live in a certain place. That's their home. Okay. And if they're defending it from the free military that you're talking about, just walking down, we're just walking down the street here in Afghanistan. I want to take control of Main Street Keene, but yeah. it's one thing if you are, uh, you know, retaliatory force is one thing, and aggressive force is another. Uh, the aggressive force was the military going into that country I, and walking down their streets I, I, I got with tanks coming, and guns. That's I, aggression, sir. I, I've got, yeah. you think that the Taliban uh, taking over that country and forcing those people to live that That's way not my wasn't business. aggressive? I understand. It's not my business either. As far as I'm concerned, if a military is operating and they take, they're just supposed to let the guy go. No. I mean, they're fighting these guys. They take them. When the war's over, you let them go. Now, I have a big problem with how long it's gone. I have a problem with, uh, you know, how it was executed. I have problems with lots of things here. But that's all I'm saying. These guys are enemy combatants. They fit that definition. Well, here's the thing, though. If you believe the military. Well, if you if you go back to and you're basing this off of the uh, the conventions set forth by the Constitution, well, the war is illegal to begin. Yeah, with, I got a right? problem with the fact that they didn't. Uh, so, if someone is illegally engaging in a war, doesn't doesn't that mean anything they're doing is criminal, right? I, Absolutely. I think that um, also that you know. So they, I mean, you're you're basically defending your homeland from criminals. They voted on a use of force. They didn't use the term war when they voted on it. One can make the argument. I think they voted on money, and that's about it. It, it, the organization that votes to send troops to places voted to do it. So what? Is, is that a war or is it? It's clearly not a war. You have to declare war if it's going to be a war, right? Well, they did not declare war, but yeah. I don't And know. I wouldn't care if they did declare war. They're still aggressors. Look, man. All I'm telling you is they're enemy combatants, and a military is going them. to release mm-hmm. enemy combatants. Now, should okay. they get out of there? Yes. Yes. Should they release the enemy combatants? Yes. When you're done fighting, you release the enemy. So you mean never? Then right? they should because get out never... of there. Oh, well, they're still fighting in Afghanistan. They can't release them. They, get out of there. There's nothing to get to have there. I understand. We understand that, Mark. We're all in agreement with that. But that the point is this: that that Guantan. That that place where they put the bad people, <laughs> quote unquote, will exist as long as the war is going on, and the war isn't going to end. Therefore, that place will never end. I, I understand that's their that. plan. That's that, what they want. That's the perpetual war. That's theory. exactly the even the, if they the close plan. Guantanamo, man, they're going to open someplace else up, someplace that's else. That's what they're going to do. They're going to move. I think the, they've already done that. They're going to move the yeah, inmates to the United States. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. United States. They, 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 there's problems with that. Or some other secret prison around the world. You can take control. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us once again. That is freetalklive.com. Those features include news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first if you're on the updates lists. And you can get on those lists by going to news.freetalklive.com. Follow us via email. Follow us via Facebook or Twitter. Whatever works best for you. News.freetalklive.com. So we're talking about the Guantanamo situation here, and we've actually got Frank on the line listening in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Frank in New York. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, Yes, this is a very interesting topic, and I wanted to, listening to the discussion, there's several points I wanted to make. Number one, the notion of extraordinary rendition that Bush uh, authorized in his War on Terror is a violation of U.S. law and international law. It constitutes kidnapping, torture, and worse. Uh, What I wanted to say is that with the illegal, meaning unconstitutional, Patriot Acts 1 and 2, the Homeland Security Act, and the Military Commissions Act of 2006, due process is abandoned. Mm -hmm. And... Those allowed the executive, the president, or the military, or the Justice Department to define who is an enemy combatant or who is a terrorist. Just look at the daily, uh, how this affects the daily lives of Americans. The 1.6 to 1.2 million Americans on the no-fly list that have no due process and there's no collective remedy under the law that allows people to be on a no-fly list that are certainly not terrorists or criminals. And I think when you look at Guantanamo and al-Qaeda, uh, the intentionality was to violate U.S. law and international law. Notice they're not in the United States, the territorial lands of the United States. And some of the prisons were in Poland. They were in Egypt. They were in Algeria. They were in different countries around the world. And what, what's very interesting about all this is that those members in Congress and the Senate that voted for the Unconstitutional Patriot Act 1 and 2, the Homeland Security Act, and the, and the Military Commissions Act of 2006 should be arrested and tried for treason, because these laws violate American law and international treaty law. And we're in quite a dilemma with this. And also, if you look at Guantanamo, the number two rebel in Libya was one of the, the uh, al-Qaeda detainees at Guantanamo, who's now being supported by the United States hmm. with billions of dollars in weapons and all sorts of things. Funny how that works. So this yeah. is really, we have to understand, number one, that al-Qaeda was set up by the CIA 
MI6 and Mossad. Well, it's I... used as a justification to change policy in the Middle East. And if we go back to uh, Brzezinski's book, The Grand Chessboard, in 1996, he talks about the use of, 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 of such a force that could be used to destabilize regimes. And we saw the practical application of this in Bosnia. Frank, you know, so let's, Frank, let's wasn't see. Al-Qaeda just, isn't Al-Qaeda in Arabic just the list? Isn't it just a it list? It means the foundation. Or the, uh, and actually, it was it, the name was created by Milt Bearden, who ran the illegal war right. it's uh, just, for it, the CIA against the Soviets from 1981 to 1989. Isn't it just a moniker they use to classify this sort of um, enemy of the state? Well, what it is... It's it, not it, an it's actual actually, organization. It's an act, it was an actual organization that was used to support the Mujahideen in the illegal war against the Soviets in Afghanistan. And you have to go back and read Milt Bearden's two or three books that go into all this stuff. And when you understand what's happening, you know, there is a direct political action that should be taken. And what's, what do you mean by that? Unconstitutional laws that violate the rights of international citizens and the citizens of the United States, it's time to take legal remedy. And that's going to have to be, if, if, if the Supreme Court cannot strike down these laws is unconstitutional and legal under the Constitution, then it's time to send Bush, who admitted in his uh, presidential memoirs that he authorized terror. He authorized these illegal activities. It's Wait. time to send him to The Hague to stand yeah, trial like they did to Milosevic. <laughs> Thanks, that's Frank. Not Frank, Frank it's, 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 it's a legal remedy. Is Isn't Obama legal. just as guilty, though? In a concentration camp. I'm sorry, we'll Frank. We'll be having Frank, this discussion Frank. cracking rocks. Hold on, Frank. Hold on, Slow down. Slow down, buddy. Isn't Obama just as guilty in this? Uh, of course, I mean, he's more guilty. He created two new wars that were unauthorized. In February of 2009, his illegal war against Pakistan that the CIA has been uh, managing, and his war in Libya without getting congressional approval right. to go in. Oh, so Frank, yes, Frank there is no legal... Le- Frank, 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 more Frank, Frank, there is no legal remedy. There is no legal remedy. I don't think okay? there's no, don't think you see, there is no, no, wait, let me speak for a second, okay? Don't you see go the ahead. trend? See the trend with presidents where George W. does this and then Obama one-ups him with this. What do you think the next president is going to do? I mean, if I'm you just follow you, the trends. I don't think we're going to have a next president. We already have the, the, unitary, or the unitary executive that the German Nazi juror uh, Carl Schmitt defined in his political writings. You know, he was the one that authorized, that wrote the uh, uh, special provisions for the Weimar Constitution. That would yeah, I don't think that has anything to do with this. For Wait, you don't things. think they're going to have another election? Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't th- I think maybe that won't happen. I think we may have... Remember, People have under, been throwing that one out for a while. I th- thanks, Frank. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate hearing from you. People have been throwing that one out every four years. That uh, it was. I remember back yes. in 2004 and then again in 2008, the suggestion was that, well, Bush is going to just... He's going to put the elections on hold so he can stay in office, and that, that never mm-hmm. actually panned out. I mean, it's certainly an interesting uh, thought, but I, I understand uh, they're going to keep pe- the scam going. They want yeah. Americans to believe that uh, they can change things by electing someone I new. I agree with you on this one. Um, I, I, I understand how Frank feels. You know, it's scary. These people exercising an incredible amount of extra constitutional power, you think, well, surely they're not going to give this up. But don't forget, 
they get eight years to milk this cow. Mm -hmm. And the last four of it, they have no expectation of being elected. They do whatever they want in that last four years, especially the last two, the end of the, you know, after the last uh, second election there. Um, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, well, they get to build their name and create their legacy and then go and retire and, and live real comfy. Right. For the rest I mean, of you, their life. What I think Frank needs to do is to lose this mentality that, that the legal system is just and right and and proper it's it's not it's it's corrupted oh, it's i don't broken. think he believes it's going to happen well he keeps talking about legal he remedies it should happen well no no that's 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 his next step in his what he said literally the next step is the legal remedy of sending someone to the hague which is a joke that's not going to happen and he is only part of the problem what about all the underlings and the henchmen and all the policy yeah, makers won't quote, fix unquote. anything i'll tell you if the <laughs> If some kind of world body court or organization wanted to enforce international law and drag off, uh, you know, one uh, presidential, uh, you know, group after another, it wouldn't break my heart. I see where you're coming from, Mark. But at the same time, I think we can all admit and acknowledge that if that were to happen, if Bush and Obama were to be brought to trial in The Hague and convicted and, you know, sentenced to whatever the sentence would be. It, it would be, be it would be very the short order before some world dominating uh, ruler would take over the, the United States and the rest of the world. I don't know about that, but it would be uh, they would just probably elect another president. But what would happen? It would be essentially be the equivalent of cutting off one of the heads of the Hydra. I mean, the Hydra being this mythological, I That's think, right. Greek myth- mythology uh, creature. Was it Greek? Anyway, it's this uh, this multiple headed beast. Go ahead, cut off a couple heads and see if anything changes. Nothing. And I don't. Usually, usually in, in the uh, mythology. Two heads grow back to replace that one. Ah, head. yes. So nice. <laughs> even if you cut off a head, there's just more bureaucracy. There's more, the power vacuum will create another person because the system in place is the problem. Because people's minds haven't changed. That, that too. Exactly. People haven't changed their minds, and it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, JJ, about the American people being lazy and complacent and docile, and you know just paying attention to unimportant things in life, like you know dancing with the stars or whatever it is that the hot new TV show is. And you know, they're, they're just so distracted and they, they're so unconcerned with what's going on yep. around them until people can be bothered to until be concerned. Until they're personally affected. Yeah. Uh, until they can be bothered to be concerned enough to find the ideas of liberty and uh, inculcate themselves with them and then apply them in their lives and come to different beliefs about what government is and whether we need it or not. Nothing's going to change fundamentally at the federal level. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there on the site for free. And if you enjoy this program and want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do so. Simply go and become an amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. You can use any major credit card via PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website to send in 3 bucks a month. 
And what we'll do is we'll take that money in and reinvest it into the program, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So do go to amp.freetalklive.com. Makes a big difference for us. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the Guantanamo um, release, these documents that uh, leaked out to WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks has then passed them on to major newspapers around the world. And uh, some very interesting information has come out when we read you a summary from The Guardian a few nights ago that talked about people like a taxi driver being picked up because he drove a cab in an area in which the military wanted to gain intelligence about. So rather than just asking him questions over there, they decided to go ahead and render him, render him into Guantanamo. Yeah, and his stories are not even, not even close to, to, to new, but yeah. Yeah, there's that. And then there was the, uh, the Al-Qaeda, or not Al-Qaeda, but the Al Jazeera a cameraman or Al Jazeera editor or whatever. He worked for Al Jazeera in some fashion. They picked him up and uh, brought him to Guantanamo Bay and tortured him uh, to get information about Al Jazeera. Not anything regarding terrorism or anything like that. They just wanted to know, you know, about how Al Jazeera works. Well, they have no accountability and no one basically watching over them so they can do whatever they want. Right. I mean, these are just two examples of over 700 stories, 700 classified that, that files. That we know about. Or that have been made documented. Correct. They didn't mean to. I mean, they were secret files, and sure. thankfully somebody leaked them out. Maybe it was Bradley Manning, but nobody knows for sure. So, Mark, you're uh, talking about what Glenn Greenwald has. Speaking of which, there were actually people picked up for wearing the same uh, watches, Casio watches, That's right. that uh, Al-Qaeda used as bomb timers. Allegedly, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's crazy stuff. Once again, uh, we find uh, – uh, Glenn Greenwald goes on here. Once again, we find – how much we now rely on whistleblowers in general and WikiLeaks and if he did what is uh, accused, Bradley Manning in particular, to learn the truth and see the evidence about what the world's most powerful factions are actually doing. WikiLeaks is responsible for more newsworthy scoops over the last year than all media outlets combined. It's not even a close call. And if Bradley Manning is the leaker, He's done more than any other human being in our lifetimes to bring about transparency and shine a light on what military and government is doing. Three, the difference among various newspapers and how these leaks are being presented is stark, predictable, and revealing. The Guardian emphasizes exactly what is most important about these documents, how oppressive is the American detention system, how unreliable the evidence is on which accusations on which the accusations are based, and how so many people were put in cages for years without any justification. The New York Times, by stark contrast, emphasizes how dangerous and menacing the evil terrorists are shown to be, while at least noting underneath that many are held without cause. In some Foreign newspapers highlight uh, in, in, uh, they highlight how these documents show U.S. actions to be so oppressive and unjust, while American newspapers downplay that fact. That reflects Jack Goldsmith's praise of the American media outlets as comprising a patriotic media. Yeah, they're an extension of the government. Almost, uh, almost. I, I think that we, I think that we're indoctrinated in this country with a you know, and as other countries are. I'd really love to see what the other newspapers say about their countries. Mm-hmm, sure, uh, you know that's it's patriotism. I don't think that um, you know that it's necessarily is them it patriotism being, or nationalism. Same thing. Yeah, patriotism yeah, is nationalism for the country that you're in. Mm. These documents shed new light on the uh, persecution of Sammy. 
Al Haj, the Al Jazeera cameraman who was encaged in the camp for more than six years, then abruptly Gosh. released without ever being charged. As I've written many times, this was one of the most discussed cases in the Muslim world that the U.S. would imprison an Al Jazeera journalist without charges for years, yet outside of uh, uh, Nicholas Crystal, it's almost entirely suppressed in establishment media outlets, even as American journalists obsessed in the imprisonment of American journalists by Iran and North Korea for far shorter periods of time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. al Haj has long claimed that he was interrogated almost exclusively about his work for Al Jazeera and virtually nothing about the accusations against him being an Al-Qaeda courier. These files released about him corroborated this claim. As The Guardian notes, an Al Jazeera journalist was held at Guantanamo for six years, partly in order to be interrogated about Arabic News Network, the, the <laughs> Arabic News Network. In particular, his files make it clear that he's uh, that one of the reasons he was sent to Guantanamo was to provide information on the Al Jazeera News Network's training program, telecommunications equipment and gathering operations in Chechnya, Kosovo, and Afghanistan, including the network's accusation of a video of ULB, that's Osama bin Laden, I guess, I don't know, it must be their um, pronunciation in Arabic, and a subsequent interview with ULB. Yep. Al Haj was far from the only journalist the U.S. imprisoned for years without charges during the war on terror, but... His case represents one of the most egregious and underreported American acts during the last decade, given that he has uh, he was determined to learn more about Al Jazeera. These new re- newly released files dispel any doubt about the occurrency of Al Haj's claims, excuse me, accuracy of Al Haj's claims regarding his detention experience. Perhaps most important of all, these documents conclusively underscore the evils of the Obama administration's indefinite detention regi- regime. Just last month, the Obama administration's I I can't see anymore Ian. My That's eyes okay. are, my eyes are blurring and I uh, I got my you. Vision well, we kind of we've been through some of this um already. I don't know if you were I think you were, maybe you weren't here that night. Um but yeah, we we talked about some of the uh, the details on this and about this uh, this cameraman and it's just it's just absolutely outrageous. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's more evidence, as though we needed any more evidence that the U.S. government is corrupt and and horrible, and that uh, you know that it hurts innocent people, and that there's absolutely no accountability whatsoever uh, for what it is that they're doing to people. And uh, so I know that you've sent me this here, Mark, and I, there's probably not too much left uh, in this piece. It's, what number were you point on there? Number number five. You were uh, on number five. Yeah, we were. I was a middle middle point number five, and I. I I have that that problem that I went to the eye doctor for in my left eye. It's uh, the area is growing larger and it's becoming more difficult for me to uh, read right now. Okay, so yeah, he was talking about the executive order that directing the dozens of detainees held for years at Guantanamo continue to be imprisoned indefinitely without any charges, either in a real court or even before a military commission. Although indefinite detention was one of the primary hallmarks of Bush-Cheney radicalism, this order was justified by the White House and its followers on the grounds that the president knows of secret evidence that shows that these detainees are too dangerous to release, yet cannot be prosecuted at the same time because the evidence against them is tainted. Uh, The idea of trusting the government to imprison people for life based on a secret, untested evidence never reviewed by a court should repel any decent or minimally rational person. But these newly released files demonstrate how warped is this indefinite uh, detention policy specifically. 
The New Yorker's Amy Davidson highlights some of the most extreme inanities of just how evidence was assembled, so-called, while Carol Rosenberg from McClatchy's News Service describes just some of the reasons to find this evidence so unreliable. Beyond the fact that so much of it was extracted using torture, she also reveals that the U.S. military set up a human intelligence uh, laboratory at Guantanamo that used interrogation and detention practices that they largely made up as they went along. The documents, more than 750 assessments of former and current Guantanamo detainees show an intelligence operation that was tremendously dependent on informants, both prison camp snitches repeating what they'd heard from fellow captives and self-described at a time self-aggrandizing alleged al-Qaeda insiders turned government witnesses who Pentagon records show have since been released. Intelligence analysts are at odds with each other over which informants to trust, at times drawing inferences from prisoners' exercise habits. They order DNA tests. <laughs> Can you imagine some guy walking around a cage and they're trying to uh, you know, make, draw some kind of evidence from that? They t- order DNA tests, tell their Taliban suspects to polygraphs, string together tidbits in ways that seem to defy common sense. In one sense, says Greenwald, this is not new, as federal courts, which have reviewed these detentions during the Obama administration, have overwhelmingly found them lacking any credible evidence. Still, these files provide important new specifics. The New York Times describes the case of Omar Abdulyev, placed in Guantanamo in 2002, when he was 23, and he's now 32, one of the detainees just ordered indefinitely detained by Obama. The newly released files reveal what the New York Times calls the haunting conclusion of his 2008 Assessment. Detainee's identity remains uncertain. In other words, the person who's been in Guantanamo for nine years, most of his adult life, and whom Obama just ordered detained indefinitely with no charges, very very well may not even be the person that they think he is. He fits the bill, though. He looks like a he looks like a brown person, so we should keep him here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control. Also, got some details on the Pat Tillman case for you, Mark. Coming up, uh, and your calls as well about anything. Hour two is next. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire? Meet more than a thousand freedom loving friends and experience the free market in action. You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Jane Neal Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features 
on the site there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right, let's get right into your phone calls, and then if I get a chance, I'll give you a little bit of detail on this Pat Tillman case, Mark, since you were a little uncertain as to some of the questions surrounding his death. Uh, We'll get to that in a moment here. But first, your phone calls going, ladies first, to Teresa, listening in Oregon. Teresa, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hi. Hi, Teresa. Hello. Well, that's what we're here for. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, I I had a question, probably more so for you, Ian. I'm not sure, but I, uh, long story short, I've got a debilitating spinal issue that I take medication for, and my medical place requires me to sign kind of a contract saying I won't be a bad girl, I won't take bad things, and this new medicine I get. I'm required to take a drug test, um, at which point if I fail... They will not treat me for my issue anymore. I won't give me my medication anymore. I don't drink. I don't use any illicit, quote-unquote, drugs. However, I do partake of marijuana mm. because it helps me sleep and it helps with some of the pain. Um, I've never had this issue having to take a drug test when I'm using marijuana. I guess my question to you is, do you have any advice on how long you need to be abstinent? When's your, you, when is your drug advice? test? Um, it's kind of, it's not specifically set. I need to take it. I should take it sometime next week. I could probably postpone it a little bit, but probably not too much. I've well, been. Okay. Go ahead. So there are some interesting suggestions online surrounding taking drug tests and how to beat them. Um, I haven't done the research personally, so I'm going to try to recount what I've heard from somebody who has done the research, but you probably should put your own time into uh, to figuring this stuff out. I believe, yeah, we've a bit of stuff, but... Um. I believe I was told uh, that, okay, first of all, one of the most popular ways to pass a drug test is, as I understand it, to drink a lot of water. However, if they're monitoring the color of your urine to look and see right. if you've been drinking a lot of water... There is a vitamin that you can take, and I believe it's vitamin B. Yeah, it's got to be a B complex uh, or something. B as in boy. Yeah. B as in boy that okay. will actually color your urine yellow. So you can flush yourself with as much water as you – like gorge yourself. Not Don't kill yourself on water, but right. <laughs> drink drink all water. Don't drink coffee. Don't drink uh, soda. Don't drink orange juice. Drink all water for all of your drinks all day long. And do that from now through, you know, the next, uh, you know, whenever the drug the drug test is. Certainly, okay. don't smoke any pot uh, between now and then, and right, and take right. the vitamin B. I think, you know, look into the details on this as far as when you should take the vitamin B. Maybe it's the day of. Maybe it's the day before. No, it'd be the day of. The I mean, day of. Yeah, it's it's relatively quick. Okay. Yes. Um, so, so that way your urine will look like normal urine and they won't suspect it of being mostly water, which will help dilute things also. And I, again, please check me on all of these, but I think I recall hearing that, uh, the, I don't know what it is, whatever it is they're testing for. I'm not sure what the scientific term is, but there's more of it just after you wake up. So you don't want to go to your drug test early in the day. Yeah. You want to go to the drug test later on, like in the afternoon if possible. Be up bright and early that day and start drinking water. And that way, whatever those little things are that they're leftovers. testing for, leftovers, yeah, the the, the evidence. 
the evidence, if you will. It's kind of not as prevalent as your day goes on. Also, I believe you should avoid doing uh, stressful activity like running or exercising as well, as that will release uh, those will will release the kind of uh, the if you do a, a fat burning exercise, then it's probably uh, like serotonin and dopamine that increase is probably what you're talking about. No, no, no. We're talking about the uh, the leftover evidence, the uh, the trails, if you will, of what was the marijuana, what was the THC, oh. whatever it whatever it leaves behind. I, sure, and I don't know what it's called, and right, I apologize. Well, so there's a, a certain amount of particulate matter or whatever from the uh, marijuana that's in your uh, going to be in your urine. If you have less water to dilute it, there's going to be more of them. Um, if you uh, you know have more water to dilute it, there's going to be fewer. In the morning, you haven't gone for hours, so therefore there's going to be more of that stuff in there mm-hmm. for them to find. You want to not give them that. You would want to give them that you know uh, urine after you've had a chance to you know get all that stuff out of your system. One more tip: uh, the stuff that's in your system will come out sooner in your urine stream rather than later. So don't catch the beginning part of your urine stream; catch the ending portion of it. Oh, um, that's a good tip. Yeah. So these are the things that I recall uh, from hearing through and the grapevine. Don't grape drive pine. equipment after smoking marijuana. This is from somebody who <laughs> somebody who had a drug test uh, that she had to take, who told me about all the research she had done, and she passed. Um, oh, so. because it's just so hard. Because we, went, my husband and I, went on the internet. I mean, there's there's from one extreme to the other advice, you know, and you always hear like that perfect, you know, 30-day rule, but I don't know if that's just anecdotal or if that's it depends on various factors, right? I mean, it depends on your body. It depends on your usage of marijuana and how frequent uh, it was until you stopped. So if you'd smoked like one joint in the last month, then, yeah, you might get away with you know a week or two or whatever. If you've been smoking right. daily, it may be a 30-day thing. But if you apply these suggestions, you may be able to well, it's, slip it's, past. It's generally stored within your body fat, so that also depends on basically the body of the person and how their body metabolizes things and how much uh, fat they have to store this chemical. So there's a lot of variables. So I hope I've given you something to uh, to think about, at least something to, to check into. And will you let us know how it goes? I Absolutely. I'll give you guys a call and let you know. I really, really appreciate your time. Very, Thanks, very much. Teresa. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks for the call at 800-259-9231. Thankfully, I've never had to, uh, to take a drug. Actually... There was one time, like a decade ago, when I was looking at getting a different retail job, when I considered going to take a drug test, and I ended up not taking, I ended up, I think I took the test, but I ended up not taking the job. And it's not because, uh, by the way, for anybody that's just tuning in for the first time, hearing this and thinking, my gosh, how could you be giving that drug user's tips on how to get a job? This is a medical marijuana using lady who needs, you know, tips on how to be able to use her medicine and still live her life. Well, the fact is, uh, marijuana users are all over the place, and they work in every industry, at every kind of job you can imagine, and many of them are some of the best uh, employees in any given location. Some of them aren't. Some are a bunch of slackers, but it's just it, it depends on the individual. It's not marijuana that makes people slacker or good employee or anything exactly. like that. And uh, gosh, I was just who was I talking to recently? It was uh, to, uh, one of the pr- program directors that we consult with. I uh, was chatting with him, and and he was telling me about an, a story with a general manager that he had who uh, was you know 
shocked to discover that one of his employees at a radio station, a what? radio station, right, right. was uh, was smoking marijuana, and it was brought to his attention that uh, by this program director that he could think of five. You know, there were probably sixty employees at this radio station. He could think of five who didn't smoke marijuana he told the gm this right. you know in, in case the gm was getting it in his head to like drug test everybody uh to, to kind of back yeah. him down like look you, you do not don't want to drug do test this. a radio station yeah no oh, man <laughs> same thing with your favorite restaurant you can pretty much count uh that everybody in there almost everybody is uh, is a pot smoker i mean they're everywhere they're i'm not sure it's true in fine dining establishments or something like that i think in the kitchen definitely yeah <sighs> I've worked in some fine dining establishments. The back of the kitchen where they don't, you don't see the customer doesn't see that that person. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of things that go on. I've worked. I've I've known people who've sold. Uh, I've known people who have uh, been working at fine dining establishments as waiters and waitresses who I'm are sure, users. I'm sure. I just think I'm just guessing that it's probably not quite as prevalent at uh, if you're if you're talking about you know some fine dining. You establishment. go get a job at a fine dining establishment. And, uh, stay there for a few months and let me know what you find out. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. I knew uh, there was one place really popular in Sarasota, Florida, where the manager was, uh, I think, buying cocaine or something like that at a very, very fine dining establishment out on the, uh, I think it was out on the Keys, as a matter of fact. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. I shan't say uh, what the name is because we're, <laughs> we're going to be on in Sarasota. Actually, we are on in Sarasota right now. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program. You can see that over at shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you are a lady listener, you can become part of the Shrine, should you like. The details are also at shrine.freetalklive.com. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an... Ian, I can't read this. You're going to have to read it. your own copy. <laughs> I can't read it. <laughs> the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, and reliable rifle. It will deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle to have if you could have only one. Ruger.com. It doesn't say Ruger.com, Mark, but is it Ruger.com? You can go to Ruger.com. They, you know, they, they obviously can't sell their, uh, you know, tools there on the website. They can yeah. show it to you. <laughs> you can, and you can find out a lot about it. You yeah. have to go to your local gun dealer to, uh, to to get one. There you go. All right, so 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue here, and you can bring up anything. John is listening in Athens, Ohio, to WAIS. Hello, John. John in Athens, going once. John in Athens, hello. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I want to sympathize with the last lady that was on the radio. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken a pee test. Uh, okay. I, I was on probation for a while. I know how it feels. Yeah, and, that sucks. 
It's the most degrading thing in the world to have to do to pay in the cap and hand it to someone else. It really is. It's embarrassing. It's just, and, and it's all based on a bunch of nonsense. It's based on uh, this drug war mentality, the idea that uh, marijuana users are, or other drug users are somehow less than the, the rest of the society. Enemy. In yeah. the drug war, obviously the user is the enemy because yeah. you can't have a war against a, an inanimate object. You can't have a war against actual marijuana. No, the enemy in a drug war is the behavior conducted by a person. Right, as though those people are somehow bad people because they use drugs. And, of course, now everybody comes under suspicion as well. Uh, so even if you aren't a drug user, you're still treated as though you could be a drug user and you are a part of being tested as well. And it is embarrassing. And thanks for the call tonight, John. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231, whether you want to comment on the uh, the world of drug testing or whatever might happen to be on your mind. We talked about Guantanamo Bay as well. Anything goes, though. 800-259-9231. But the fact is uh, marijuana, and I touched on this in the last segment, but marijuana users and other drug users stretch across all boundaries. They, uh, they, you know, they, they span from doctors to taxi drivers. The users uh, live in places like trailer parks and upscale gated neighborhoods. Uh, marijuana is everywhere, and it is not something that, while in some jobs it could impair on the job performance, in many cases. Most users are very responsible, and they're using it when they get home at night. Uh, some do use it while they're at uh, at work, and some jobs that's okay. If like you're an artist or something like that, then it's no big deal. Um, and it all depends on the rules and what's important for your job. But it's just so sad that they're, they're... I think it also depends on the individual and how it affects you. That's true. There are certain things, like especially with marijuana, certain strains or certain types will have a bigger or lesser effect on you and different different effects too. Like it might impair your thought process or it might just uh, make you feel good. And you can still go about thinking, but you're maybe less inclined to do a lot of laborious activity. So there's a lot of different technicalities that go into how a drug actually affects a person and what the results will be. But right, but to just write somebody off because definitely. they are right. a marijuana smoker or to fire them because they're a marijuana smoker is uh, is outrageous or to refuse to hire them because they're a marijuana smoker is, is really outrageous. So I like the idea of helping people pass those drug tests. I think it's useful because marijuana smokers, many of them are very responsible and very hardworking people. So leave them alone. Jeez, if you've got one of these drug testing policies and the and you don't have it because you're getting federal money or something like that. Do what you can to get rid of it because it's just yeah. intrusive I mean, and it's it, unnecessary. It's, it's sort of the situation. I've worked in high-skill craftsman-type jobs as a mechanic, a, a precision mechanic and a machine builder. And I've, I've worked with basically the top echelon of skill sets for people who are machinists, prototypers, uh, basically people who can make anything on a lathe or a, a prototrack or some sort of mill. And uh, you know, a lot of these people smoked pot. And did they, they do it on the job? No, they didn't do it on the job, but they did it before the job in some cases. And they still were at the top of their game because the individual himself or herself is, is, is not affected so much. You know, they have, they have a lot to begin with, a lot of talent and ability. And the, the effect of smoking the marijuana wasn't such that they were decreased in that ability. It just sort of changed their personality a little bit and they were still able to execute you know, very high quality work consistently. Yeah. I've worked with a radio guy who would uh, go into the studio with uh, cans of beer 
uh, and do his show every morning <laughs> that way. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> oh yeah, right at early. I mean, cracking him open at six a.m. I think I think his morning show started at five. Wow. Is that the guy on the Adult Contemporary Station? Yes, I heard about I him. I believe he's passed away, hasn't he? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. But anyway, yeah, that's probably not uncommon either. So I mean, you know, the fact is that. But the drug here, tests don't don't catch that. I mean, drug testing isn't going to catch an alcoholic. Here, here are the good folks. Uh, you know, in a given metro, listening. I'll tell you. As a matter of fact, uh, the good folks in Sarasota, Florida, listening to their uh, you know adult standards, Perry Como and uh, Dean Martin. Well, their their favorite morning show host was in there cracking them open while he was doing the show. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, people just don't know what they're experiencing. They oh, drugs are bad, alcohol's bad, whatever. You know, I mean, hey, you know, you don't know how many delicious uh, treats you've gotten at restaurants have been prepared by cooks, chefs who are stoned. You just don't no doubt know. about it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Share your experiences. Bring up anything you'd like. Let's go to Nico, listening in Illinois. Nico, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Nico, what's on your mind? Um, yeah, a couple things actually. But the first one, um, in a free marketplace. How do you support such infrastructural things? For example, the um, the interstate system. Um, I believe that the interstate system was a definite um, help for the economy, and it's a great way to to get around the country. Um, and in a free market, obviously, um, maybe they're profitable because you can charge tolls and things like that once you build them. But there's no doubt that, you know, a lot of people were displaced because of the interstate system and, and a lot of things had to, to move. Um, and obviously, eminent domain helped that out. And unfortunately, a lot of people were taken out of their houses that they've lived in for a long time. But how do you support this in a free market? Because People aren't going to want to move. Well, I'll take and, that. Um, the first off, it's a good question. Yeah, it, it's a great question. This is one of the. I love the interstate. I think it's a great system. Remember, what you're experiencing on the interstate is just the experience of a highly regulated uh, industry, which is the automobile industry, coupled with a government-funded uh, and government-run, uh, you know, interstate system and road system. So you're talking about probably something that could be a lot better than what it is today and i'm going to tell you how some of those things could exist in a you know a world where the government didn't build roads how do we have free market interstates that's the question how do you have how do you have that so we'll come back with that here in moments you're welcome to stick with us nico more uh as well with you and uh, you can dial in toll free 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line whether you want to talk about roads or your experience uh, with workers that smoke pot it's free talk live bring it back DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll free. Take control of the airwaves. 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight 
It's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Uh, by the way, we invite you to our website where you can find the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. W-I-K-I wiki dot freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. You can go and edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Looking for gold, silver? Maybe you feel like uh, you might want to get some of this stuff because it seems like it's never going to stop as far as its price is concerned, going up yep. and up. Uh, at least the U.S. dollar denominated price just keeps going up. And what did it hit? Silver hit a record high today, if I'm not mistaken. It actually eclipsed. I believe the news was that it eclipsed at some point today the like the ultimate high that it ever has like from 33 decades ago when it peaked a long time ago or something like that at around 50 bucks it it has eclipsed that i believe as it of today it didn't go over 50 dollars today right it was real close like 49 something i think it, i saw headlines mark that said it was okay, a record high today there was a bump in the international markets that was near 50 a couple of a few days ago so uh, you know several days ago but Maybe they didn't count that because it wasn't the New York's uh, ex, you know, currency exchange. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, in all Miami, I'm saying is it's up there and it's, it's, it is. it's crazy. So if you want to get your hands on some, uh, you should go to silver.freetalklive.com. You know, I, I mentioned that I got the bag of dimes, right? The, uh, the Midas Resources is who we have our deal with the silver and the gold. They're, they're actually the company that helps syndicate and distribute this radio program. Uh, so on one side, it's a gold dealership. On the other side, there's a radio network. And uh, so when you order through silver.freetalklive.com, when you order your gold and silver through that link, you're actually helping Free Talk Live and you're getting the gold and silver that you're looking for. Uh, but one of the things they have there, besides the .999 fine silver that I'm, I'm a fan of, I like those one-ounce silver pieces. They're very pretty. Um, I got some of the survival, the survival bag that's 1,000 dimes. It's 90% silver dimes because it's pre-1965 dimes. So and it could be the Eisenhower is that right? Who's on there? Eisenhower dimes. It could be the Mercury dimes. There could be some, uh, oh, what a Barber dimes are the other options. Yeah, the, they're all roughly the same size. Yeah. In the same, dimes. same amount of silver, right. Mm-hmm. So I got these dimes. Finally, they came through. It took a while. It takes a while. You have to be patient. I'd like to see them. I didn't know you... I'll bring I'll bring them down here in a moment, uh, but you've you've got to be patient uh, with with your orders because it takes it just takes a while for these things to come through. But you'll get the rate. For instance, give you an example. You get the rate when you buy them. So when I bought these dimes, it was the middle of last month. So it was around the seventeenth of uh, of March. I bought the dimes. They were delivered on the twenty fifth. So it took just over four weeks, about five weeks, for them to uh, to get here. And between the time when I ordered the dimes and today. So four or five weeks, I paid around twenty six hundred dollars for a thousand dimes mm-hmm. through Midas Resources. The the dimes as of last night when I looked were around thirty three, thirty four hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen them at thirty three, um, you know, the, a couple of days ago. So yeah, right. I agree. Cha-ching. So I mean, within <laughs> just before they even got to me, thirty five ninety seven. Now, <laughs> wow. What are you going to do with those dimes, man? I'm going to store them, man, just in case. Awesome. Just giving yeah. out to my friends. No, the idea The idea is uh, with the dimes, they're smaller than the ounce pieces, and so they'd be easier to use for smaller purchases in the event that you know, you've know you got the hyperinflation situation coming around. Uh, sure. You can buy what's, stuff with what's them. What's the value for an individual dime at the moment? Do you, Good do you question. Uh, the guys over at Freedoms Phoenix, I think, have been creating – they've created some Android software that actually gives you values on silver and, and stuff like that. Ninety uh, percent silver in the dime. You'd have to weigh it. I think last time I looked, it was like three bucks or something like that. That's impressive. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to continue here, and we'll take your phone calls. We've actually got Nico on the line in Illinois. By the way, again, that's silver.freetalklive.com. So, Nico is back with us. Are you there? 
Yeah. So you'd ask, ask some good questions about uh, the roads, specifically the interstate system. And the question boiled down to essentially, well, how could we have interstates without the government being able to steal property from people? Don't forget, interstates are great. And how could we have interstates without the government uh, you know, around to do it? Um, first off, I guess my first, the first part of my point is interstates, interstates are great, but they'd be a lot better if the free market was involved because, well, we'd have better vehicles. They'd be more uh, able to you know, grip the road, and uh, the road would probably be more clear of things like ice and snow and water than they currently are. You just have better road technology because if you want innovation, you don't do it with a monopoly, and the government's a monopoly on the construction of roads. Secondly, I'll agree with that. Now, um, imagine, Nico, you're building a road from – where are you? Illinois. Illinois. Okay, yeah. you're from uh, you're you're there in uh, you know in Chicago, and you want to build a road to Michigan City, Indiana. Is there only one way to build that road? Oh, definitely not. There's, so, there's several ways. There's several ways to build the road. So you could say take three different paths, and they wouldn't even have to be that far off of each other. They could just be three different paths from uh, Chicago to Michigan City. And we're assuming there are no roads in between. This is just for the purpose of road building. But um, And you could take those three paths and you could go along those paths and talk to the landowners in those areas about buying their property. And, and what you'd be doing is you'd be making an offer upon contingency. This is done in real estate all the time. Um, if I say, I'm going to buy your house for $200,000, but I have to get financing from the bank. And then I accept Okay, because I could take the, an offer for, for 195 if I want to from a guy with cash. As a matter of fact, I probably would do that. But maybe the guy with cash is offering 150, and I'm like, ah, oh, no, I'll wait for the guy to see if he can get financing from his bank for 200, and then the bank will write me a check for 200, and then I'm out of here, and th- this house is his problem. So this contingency situation, uh, you, you know, in in path A, you you go to path A and you you make them all their offers for the their proper amount of property. Remember, the government has to do this anyway. Supposedly, when it's doing eminent domain, it's supposed to give them a fair market value, but it tells them you've got to get out. We're only making path A. Whereas in this case, with path A, B, and C, you make everybody fair offers for their property. They accept or uh, decline, and then you you know either boost your offer or you don't, and then you choose for yourself path A, B, or C, the one that works the best for as far as costs go for the roads. And no one has to have their property stolen from them either. Right. It may cost a little more, but remember, at this point, you've got path A, B, and C competing against each other. If you just have path A, I could only build a road from here to there. Well, maybe you're in Don. Maybe it's Donner's Pass through there, and the guy owns Donner's Pass. Yeah, it's going to be expensive to go through there. Otherwise, you're going to have to blast a heck, uh, you know, the bl- blast a roadway out of some other mountain or something. But in most cases, the vast majority of cases, you don't need the violence of government to build a to build a road through eminent domain. I guess my only point is you're you're always going to get that one. You know, like 150 year old guy. Sure. Like so my family's been here forever. Is he on path A, B, or C? You know, obviously highways are long stretches of, of land, and so, I mean, you're you're going to get these people everywhere. Sure, I, I understand, and I'm, I'm trying to make this a simple analogy, but do you understand that every highway, um, every time you have a situation with that guy in the middle, you still have paths A, B, or C uh, that, that split off? There's always ways to go around Mr. Curmudgeon. Right. The, the curmudgeon, the, the factor about the curmudgeon only really comes into play when there's only one way to go, and then he knows he can stand in your way and raise his price or whatever. Otherwise, you're yeah. coming to this person and you're saying, 
I'm willing to buy your property as long as everyone else along this path is also willing to sell their property. So the old man knows that you haven't already gone out on a limb. You haven't already bought up parcel A, B, C, D, E, and F, and he's G. And now that you bought A through F, you've got all this money invested, and he knows he can just stand in your way and get three times as much as what your offer was going to be. No, no, no. You don't start building until you have agreements in place from every single property owner that you need to get the property from. And so he wouldn't have the ability to to leverage you in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, yeah. You What's know, that called, Mark? Isn't it auction theory or something yeah, like that's, that? That's what's that? It's called auction. So theory. if you wanted to look up more information about that, you could look and up. And it really works. Theory. I mean, this was this was a sticker for me at one point too. I figured you'd needed him in a domain to do these things, but you don't. And you're right. There will always be that curmudgeon. There was this little old lady that uh, near uh, a business that I worked at that had a house that was just surrounded by office buildings and banks and things like this. Why? Because she wouldn't sell. Finally, she uh, got old. She died right at the top of the housing bubble. Her heirs sold her house that was full of newspapers for $650,000. They came in and knocked that baby down, and I suppose they built a large, towering building on that spot. Hey, thanks, Nico. Or, uh, for, yeah, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves at 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything you want. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, of course, at freetalklive.com. Enjoy those features there. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live... You can promote Free Talk Live, different things you can do over at promote.freetalklive.com. Everything from calling your local talk station on behalf of Free Talk Live or printing out flyers to promote the show. You can do all those things and more over at promote.freetalklive.com. And once again, promote.freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. Aaron is listening in Washington. Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Aaron, go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, I'm just trying to turn off speakerphone or just regular. I can't tell you're on a speakerphone. Actually, it sounds yes, fine. The first time oh. that's ever happened. Yeah. Okay. Hey, um, you guys are very witty and very knowledgeable, and I really appreciate you guys' service with this uh, broadcast. Just want to let you know that right offhand. But um, I have a question for you. You have a pen and a piece of paper handy? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I want you to figure out this. Um, it's just simple mathematical equation. Okay, and I'll get to the point of why I'm... Well, no one's ever asked us to do a math problem on the air. I'm not wow. sure how good of radio this is going to be. Wow. No, 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 you guys. Hey, I have the utmost faith. Every, guys, every okay? Everybody at home can follow along. Though. Right, that's true. Well, everyone who's not everybody, driving. Everybody that's listening, follow along. Everyone at home. Right. <laughs> right, safely. If you're behind the wheel, you okay. probably should pass it on this one. Go ahead. Okay. I am 49 years old. Okay? Yes. My mother 
uh, is uh, what? Are you trying to figure out the problem? My, my, before no, you give my it to mother me? is no. My mother is fifty-seven. Uh huh. Okay. So, so your mom had you when, when was, she when, was eight no, years when, old. When was I born? You are currently forty-nine years old. I'm forty-nine. Whatever two thousand and eleven less forty-nine is. I mean, the fact that you're a liar doesn't really have anything else to do with it, right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, how old would I have to be? How old uh, when I was born? You were born in 1962. How old was my mother when I was born? Eight years old. And I suppose I'm still the, here. Th- there's some possibility of leap year involved, right? Okay, but I was conceived at eight years old. Are you telling the truth or? No, no, no. This is basically what Obama has said. You, you. The, oh, jeez. Oh, man. No, no, no. Listen, listen. This is out of his own words, his own publications. He said that his mother had died of cancer of the age of 53, 2007. If she was still alive today, which is only four years ago, remember he said that she had birthed him at the age of Why at age do of you care? Why do you care about this? I understand there's like this big birther movement and everybody's so concerned about where Barack Obama was born and to whom he was born and under what circumstances and under what what plot of land and what phase was the moon in at the time that he was born. What does it matter? Just for the simple fact that if we're going to have a legitimate president, I mean, I'm African-American myself. I mean, why would we want to have a president that would lie, lie about something? They're all so, liars, dude. Wait a minute. Which under, president under, hasn't been a liar? I understand that, but don't you think that's a little far-fetched to go as far as... I, to I have to take your word for it. It's not like I've read this, and I'm sure most Americans haven't read this. I I don't know uh, you know, what you're talking about as far as you know, the, the, the proof that Barack Obama said something like he was 39 and she was 57 or you know, whatever. I don't know CNN, that stuff. MSNBC, NBC, ABC. Okay, we're getting off track here, Mark, because I don't care about this. I want to know why well, this matters to you, sir, because they are all liars. They're all criminals. And they're all thugs. Let's say you got your way and all of a sudden tomorrow the news comes out. Barack Obama admits it. All right. It's true. I was born in Kenya and I'm actually, uh, you know, 27 or whatever. I'm not legitimately qualified to be the president of the United States. And I'm sorry. And so then they take him out of office. And then what? Free talk radio. And I was trying to get to my point. Go ahead. My point. My point. Free talk live. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. My point is, is with the way that the media has downplayed and watered things, not just on that situation, but on many, many, many different facets of, uh, you know, uh, viral information, whether it be important or whatnot. How is it that we as American citizens get so entangled on such unnecessary things to where two plus two isn't even four anymore? Things that are right out in front of your face don't even exist. Even when people have the actual proof. Well, there's, there's very little critical thinking, for one. Uh, for two, right. people take what is given to them via this uh, mainstream media and the, mm-hmm. the current propaganda masters and simply take it on full face and guarantee that it's proper, truthful, and, and fully correct. So that's where the, the issue lies, is the, the grand ignorance displayed by the public at large and the, the idea that um, they have so much faith in their betters, as they call them, that the the betters can make 
the decisions for them, and they can live their exactly. lives of, of blissful ignorance of, of compliance. Exactly. And see, I understand you guys uh, full, full width when, uh, when you're talking about they're all liars, they're all crooks, and pretty much will just like crabs in a barrel. My main point is something as simple as that that was said by the president himself the media has spun things out of control and, you know, hey, look at that over there while you're, the nape of your pants is being set on fire right here to where 2 plus 2 is right in front of your face. All of this could be avoided if people would just actually look through their own eyes and use their own senses and use their own gift of intelligence to be able to decipher what is real and what is not instead of letting people dictate to you what is real and what is not. People tend to sit back, and if it's not said from a news broadcasting station or whatnot, it doesn't exist. If the news says that the, the moon was made out of blue cheese, people will Sure, dude. I, agree. I get where you're coming from, man, and I agree with a lot of the critique as far as what you're leveling at the American people. But one thing that really concerns me is that there are a lot of people that are obsessed with when this man, who is a liar and a criminal and a killer, That's right. just like George Bush, of when he was born and where he was born. They're not concerned with the fact that he's going over and ordering people to kill innocent folks in other countries. They're not as concerned with all of the other things that are happening to destroy freedom. They're concerned with when he was born and where he was born. I mean, you, you've got to be kidding me. This is important no, no. to people? No, I, I, under, I understand that, but you, uh, in regards to what you're saying, within that, with all the atrocities and things going on, I, you know, I, I kept pretty much in the loop in regards to uh, him with all these uh, signing statements. I mean, like, remember on the news when he said, uh, today the president is going to sign this order that's going to completely dismantle uh, Guantanamo Bay and whatnot. But nobody really read the order where it basically said that I would give it consideration. I understand that. But, I mean, true, it's not that big of a deal depending on where somebody is geographically, where they're from indigenously. But what I'm saying is if a person would lie, about that, there's no telling what else they would lie about. What a revelation. A politician is a liar. Barack Obama's mom... no, what I'm saying is that 18, um, maybe none of that, maybe none of these situations would have even happened if we would have found out and been able to see through the cloth that this person wasn't even right to lead the country. You see what I'm saying? No one maybe. is right to lead the country. No one. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Certainly not any politician. And I thank you for the call. I do appreciate a lot of what you said. I just think that this is all a big distraction, and it sounds like you've gotten tied up in that distraction, despite all your critique about the media. Yeah, I think it was... looks here, like looks like this from this long form here that, um, in fact... Uh, is the birth certificate, you mean? It's not a birth certificate. It's a uh, long form uh, certificate of live birth. The um, So it's a certificate of live birth, not a birth certificate. As I understand it. The birth certificate has yet to be actually released. Oh, really? Um, you know, this is the long form. <laughs> okay. Um, but remember, <laughs> yeah, I I could not have my birth certificate. I'd still be an American citizen. I you know I don't know. No that one's that's an American necessarily... citizen. What's that? No one that is an American yeah, citizen. Yeah, according to your definition, the um, it says he was probably conceived on November the in November of 1960. Could be the same day as his mother turned 18 years old. So apparently that math's not right. Well, I think he was proven to be a liar far before the birth certificate sort of fervor began. Mm-hmm. I think his whole rhetoric about change and bringing the troops home as soon as he gets into office and closing Guantanamo as soon as he gets into office and, and all these other little promises he made, he hasn't come through on any of those. So as far as I'm concerned, if you needed proof that he's a liar and shouldn't be in office, there's plenty of it out there. You've got it in spades. 
Absolutely. And all you have to do is pay attention. And I, so I agree with a lot of his critique, but at the same time, again, it seems like he's bogged down in this one minor issue that really has no effect on anything. If, if tomorrow Obama is found to have been a liar on this issue and he's not even a so-called what American. he's a lizard person? Oh, my so God. So then kick him out of office and what? Joe Biden becomes exactly. the president? What is going to change? Are they going to invalidate all of the bills that he signed over the last two years? Maybe that would be a possibility, but then they'll just put him through again and Biden will sign them. Yep. So what's the difference? 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Hour three's next. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Joining you here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. By the way, the features on the site at freetalklive.com, they're free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. We give ours away. And you actually get to control the content. Yet another feature that those other shows don't offer you. You find something online you think is interesting, you want to share it with us, share it with the rest of the listeners, you submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com. It pops up in our system. Other listeners can then vote on whether they like or dislike what you've suggested, and you get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get interactive. Uh, Still to come here, a little bit more about the death of Pat Tillman when we get a chance. Uh, Mark, uh, you were a little confused about that in the first hour, and his mom has a few things to say that might surprise you about uh, what the circumstances around his death were, actually. Okay. Uh, but first, we continue with your phone calls. Al is in Texas. Al, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark. Al in Texas, going once. Al in Texas, going twice. How about uh, Bill in Oklahoma? Bill, do we have Bill in Oklahoma? Bill in Oklahoma, we are striking out. Maybe our board op is uh, out Dozing back. off. I don't know. Bill in Oklahoma going twice. Well, anyway, 800-259-9231. So here it is, uh, some details about Pat Tillman. And we I feel like we've talked about this before, Mark. Maybe you weren't here on that particular night. But uh, for those of you who are un- unaware, Pat Tillman, of course, was made out to be this, uh, you know, kind of this heroic story. He was a, patriot. a football star yeah. and... He left his professional career and enlisted in the United States Army. A lot of this information coming from the Wikipedia article. And then uh, not too long after, he ended up dying at the hands of his compatriots. And the military 
covered it up. Well, yeah, I think at first it was, you know, he died in combat was the first thing, right? Yes. That's what they claimed, yeah. They, they claimed that he died a hero fighting those evil terrorists in Afghanistan. But in point of fact, there weren't even there wasn't even any evidence that they'd been fired upon, uh, from what I understand. There's a lot of detail here uh, about the cover-up and, and how high up, high level this cover-up went. Um, I don't want to get into all of that. But the question, the suggestion that I made earlier in the show tonight, for those of you just tuning in, was that Pat Tillman may, in point of fact, have been murdered by his cohorts. And according to the Wikipedia piece, which there are external citations here, on, in 2007, Chris Matthews reported that Tillman's death may have been a case of deliberate murder by Tillman's fellow soldiers, specifically that the bullet holes were tight and neat, suggesting that he was shot at close range. Matthews based his speculation on a report from the doctors who had examined Tillman's body. The following day, the Associated Press reported that a doctor who examined Tillman's body after his death wrote that the medical evidence did not match up with the scenario as it was described. Also noting that the wound entrances appeared as though he'd been shot with an M16 rifle from fewer than 10 yards away. A possible motive, however, has never been identified. When officers and soldiers were asked, they said they were certain that the shooting was accidental. According to one of his fellow soldiers, Tillman was popular among his fellow soldiers and had no enemies. Is that true? Because turns out, according to another piece over at Alternet, they uh, talk about how Pat Tillman was... Turned into kind of an anti-war dude. I don't know if that was during his stay in the military. Or if, I don't imagine he would have been anti-war if he, before he joined the military. Well, yeah, it would have b- to be before you join the military. You see it as this mythical uh, gathering of paladins, if you will, mm. where all they do is the the right thing and their justice and truth and uh, three musketeers, hoorah, and all that sort of stuff. You were in the army. Yes, yeah. And, sure. and then once you get into it and you see what it actually is, and you go through some of the training, and you are exposed to the 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 sully underbelly of of government worker sort of uh, forced labor, then you you really start to to not like the military, and you not you start certain aspects of it really great on you because of the structure is so inhuman. You know, it's a structure dictated by words called doctrine, and this doctrine is is met out upon all the people equally. And unfortunately, humans aren't to be, you know, cajoled by words or, or, or shackled by them. They're, they're meant to be organisms. So in addition here uh, from the Wikipedia piece, and I'll read you a little bit of an excerpt from Pat's uh, journal. But according to uh, Wikipedia, the Defense Department documents indicate the following, that there has never been evidence of enemy fire found on the scene, and no members of Tillman's group had been hit by enemy fire. The three-star general, who withheld details of Tillman's death from his parents for a number of months, told investigators that he, the general, had a bad memory and couldn't recall details of his (laughs) actions on more than 70 occasions. Army attorneys congratulated each other in emails for impeding criminal investigation as they concluded Tillman's death was the result of friendly fire and that only administrative or non-criminal punishment was indicated. Army doctors told the investigators that these wounds suggested murder and urged them to launch a criminal investigation. Do you think they did that? Of course not. not. It has been revealed that there were never before mentioned U.S. snipers in the second group that had encountered Tillman's squad. Despite his fame, Tillman did not want to be used for propaganda purposes. He spoke to friends about his opposition to President Bush and the Iraq War, and he had made an appointment with a notable government critic Noam Chomsky after his return from the military. The destruction of evidence linked to Tillman's death, including his personal journal, led his mother to speculate that he was assassinated. 
According to Alternet.org... So he met with Noam Chomsky and then he went back out on some kind of maneuvers or something? It's not made clear by the way that says. Sounds like he was planning to meet with him, uh, but never made it. Sounds like he was uh, turning. Yeah, perhaps the most incredible aspect of... uh, Let's see, this is a story about Pat Tillman's life. It's uh, it's over at Alternet called Inside Pat Tillman's Life and the Bush Administration's Cover-Up of His Death. Uh, They're talking about a book here and it's extensive excerpting from Tillman's diaries. Uh, According to this... uh, his time deployed overseas where he had read the Odyssey and self-reliance. He was shocked by the youth and immaturity of his co-enlistees. We're talking about Tillman here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tillman expresses his doubt about the Iraq war from its onset, saying, quote, It may be very soon that Nub, which is his name for his brother Kevin, and I will be called upon to take part in something I see no clear purpose for. I believe we have little or no justification other than our imperial whim. On another occasion, he calls Bush a cowboy. His other entries are eerily wise of Jessica Lynch, whose staged rescue he and his brother provided support for on their first tour of duty. He wrote, as awful as I must, as awful as I feel for the fear she must face and admire the courage I'm sure she's showing, I do believe this to be a big public relations stunt. He had faced an essential truth about the Lynch incident and that it would take months for the American media to sort out. Of his brother Kevin in Iraq, he said, if anything happens to Kevin as my, and my fears of our intent in this country prove true, I will never forgive the world. Of course, the inverse ended up being true with Kevin being the surviving disillusioned sibling. So there you have some uh, evidence that Pat Tillman was no fan of the Iraq war and no fan of George W. Bush. So on one hand, you've got his cohorts in the military who he looked down on as kind of a bunch of punks uh, saying that, oh, yeah, we're friends with him. Everybody's cool with Pat Tillman. On the other hand, you've got Pat Tillman being critical of the military, critical of the commander in chief. Is it unbelievable to well, think? Well, a tight pattern um, and, uh, at 10 yards out is... Uh, and there's that, too. Yeah, that's it, real important. Right. Is it unbelievable... M- likely an M16. Right. Is it unbelievable to think at this point that Pat Tillman was murdered for some reason by a bunch of hothead soldiers? Well, yeah, especially, you know, his his com- comrades, if you will, or his, you know, the, the other people in his unit, if they know about his, basically, distaste for the war and, and George W., it's sort of like you're in this mentality of of fervor of of belief so so fervor fervently into the the US mythology and this this George W is leader of right. of that unit he is the commander in chief and he's so, effectively breaking rank he's by the high priest right. of the church exactly of the high America. priest that's exactly what I was going for and um you know so so anyone who talks against this this blasphemes against the George W you know he ought to be stricken down yeah, and who knows what other internal things were going on between him and the other soldiers, what kind of strife or or difficulty they were having with one another that may have led to anger manifesting into gunfire. Who knows? It's uh, But with all the other cover-ups that are confirmed about this, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> One eight hundred two five nine. I think it's a real shame that a man would, yeah. uh, you know, have a disagreement with another guy and then just go ahead and frag him out of the battlefield. That's, or, you know, just no a, accountability. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Not only no accountability, but a military who's willing to cover it up all the way to the top levels. Murderers. Yeah, more on the way here. You can take control. Bring up anything. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Oh, and speaking of the military, apparently we're gonna have some military patrols right here in the U.S. 
hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Listening options are there. we got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version as well, and they both operate around the clock, 24-7. The latest episode of Free Talk Live, you can tune in over at listen.freetalklive.com and also learn about the other different ways you can uh, tune into the program. We've got, of course, uh, the radio option for you, 95 great radio stations across the country that carry the show throughout the week at various different times. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as our free-to-air KU Band Channel Plus webcam and listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Details over at listen.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. It's right there at the top of our banner column. We're going to jump right back into your phone calls here, and I think... We actually do have Al in Texas, so we're going to try him again here. Al in Texas, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Have hey. you got me this time? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Oh, good. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, I've never really gotten that much into that birth birther thing. Okay. Been on me the sidelines, I guess. You know, and if I do that, I must be uh, like a tinfoil wingnut type of, you know. Well, no, no, no. You're, you're, oh, you're, I think it's... I think it's suspicious. I think there's lots of suspicious stuff. If I was running for president, I would, and, and somebody questioned my uh, citizenship, I'd shake that little yellowed out piece of paper with that funny stamp at him and say, shut up. Well, no. And no. the fact that he didn't do that, I think makes him a flaming jerk. But if you care about this two years later, like maybe you've got an obsession. Yeah, it's, it's not, I think you're confused, if anything. You're letting yourself be distracted. And that's, oh, that's maybe the key. Me? No, no. You see, you're using the you're using the you improperly. Just say if one is concerned yeah, about this, if, one if, is distracted. If someone is focused on his his this birther sort of uh, conspiracy theory, they're they're simply distracted from the important stuff. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a Ron Paul supporter. I watch Rand Paul. I know all about the Fed, all that kind okay. of stuff. In the wars and all that. Okay, that's where I'm coming from. Okay. And, you know, like Ron kind of says, well, I'll leave that to the people that, well, you know, talk show hosts. You know, he didn't want to get in. And I, you know, I say, well, it's hard to prove a negative. I can't prove anything about his birth certificate because we don't see it. But he presented something here. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Have you taken a look at it? It's weird. You're talking about this long form certificate thing? Certificate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can I go to. S- I saw it. it well, the WhiteHouse.gov, uh, right? It's official. This is official, right? I don't know. Uh, and, and if, huh? I don't know. Don't and go I to WhiteHouse.com, I'll tell you that. 
I, I said I so before. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think this entire thing is a waste of time. Really. Yeah, I totally think it's a waste of time. But why? Why do? If you don't think it's important, why are all, all of a sudden you going on this yeah. issue? Why? Hear me out on this. Go ahead. You know, I'm not concerned with the content, who signed what, and whether he's a, uh, if a race is Afri- actually an African or any of that kind of stuff. What I'm looking at is just uh, how they constructed this thing, and it's a PDF, but it's actually built on Photoshop. And yep. if you look I've, at the I've heard all of the allegations, and I've, I've seen the pictures. At, yeah, I've looked at stuff. No, well, here's something that even, uh, what's his name, uh, Bill uh, O'Reilly could even see this, or even Alan Combs, you know, would be able to see this. Uh, I mean, there's all that other kind of stuff in there, but what I'm talking about, and even Alex Jones talked about it today and talked about how he can separate Great. People. Congratulations. You discovered that the government people told another lie. I mean, what is it going to take for people to move on past this? Why are you? Why does it upset you so, Ian? It does. It's a waste of, like JJ said, it's a huge waste the, of time. This is a waste of our time right now. This entire well, I mean, show, I'll take the part. calls. I'll take calls about I anything think that on this, this show. Shows that politicians make stupid and obvious lies that they have the expectation that we believe. Well, no. What's no, new? This, this is more for those people that are obsessed with this. This is good for uh, for Trump. Hey, we need to hand the ball back to Trump and let him run with this. I don't care about Donald Trump. As far as I'm concerned, he's an a hole. Well, of course he is. But I mean, he's let him run light. with it. What are you going? What is the the end game here? What is the purpose okay. of all of this? What is the point? Okay, well, if you were to say, if you were to say that Barack Obama would go, oh, I confess, I'm not, I'm not eligible for this, and uh, and I think I better leave, and we'll put Biden in. Well, Biden wouldn't be in there either because he's on the same fraudulent ticket. I think it would be. It what? Put, uh, are you going to say Biden wasn't born in the United States now too? He's not from Scranton. No, 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 he's on the same ticket. You had no choice. Boehner came along on that fraudulent ticket. What would you like to suggest, sir? What What do you believe should happen ultimately in this situation? Well, just for people's awareness, that the thing is totally bogus. Not that it's... And it might... what, does that, what is that supposed to impart? If people come to the conclusion that his birth certificate is bogus, what is the point of that? Where does that take us next? Oh, well, I think if people did, okay, well, I think it would kind of really ruin some chances for uh, uh, 2012. Oh, geez. Whoopie-doo. You know, I've got to say that um, if I had to make a if I had to make a preference as far as a president goes, I'd prefer to have a president that has another election coming up than essentially a lame duck president for four years. I, I you know, so yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Barack Obama be a one term president. So it ruins his chances for twenty twelve. So then Hillary Clinton will run. Whatever, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. Thanks for the call. You, you say they're all the same. They are not all no, the same. No, the machine is the same. The head, the face on the machine is irrelevant. Okay? It's not true. It is true, it's Mark. It's not true. Yes. It's the largely machine, true. No, they it have very little true. control over anything that goes on at all. Their signing statements, true. sure, they can make their signing statements, but if the legislator doesn't pass the law, doesn't pass any bills... Presidents do whatever they want. Whatever ex- they want sure, do. they do. Exactly, they do. But they can't control the money. And that's where it all comes down to. Are you but, suggesting, Mark, that had Hillary Clinton won in 2008 or John McCain won in 2008, that things would be significantly different today? I think they would be different. 
Not significantly. Not significantly because there is no fundamental difference between these people. They're all power-mongering freaks who want to control your life and yes. who are willing to destroy liberty sure. in, in as many different ways as they possibly can. Yep. It would so, be nice to see Ron Paul win. I think you that probably would have been a, would, a largely different uh, you, office at that point. Maybe. But you probably, I, I don't, not including Ron Paul in that statement, mm-hmm. okay? I'm talking about the other people, the ones that actually have a chance of winning. Well, uh, are you saying that Gary Johnson and Ron Paul aren't going to win? Um, of course not. I, I, Come I, on. Know, I disagree. Uh, I think the American people do not, want to, do not want freedom. They don't understand what it is. They have no idea. Ron Paul is want, scary Yeah, they to just the want American their Big people. Mac and their uh, Big Fries and that soda. But and if they only the, want Big Macs and Big Fries, then they're not going to go vote. I mean, the ones that want Big Macs and Big Fries Voting doesn't voting. solve anything, Mark. The people okay? who are going to vote are the people that want more government, Mark. Those are the people that care the most about uh, voting, the people that work for the system, the people that benefit uh, by the system. And the idea and the suggestion that you're making here tonight after doing this show for almost a decade is what absolutely is the, what am ludicrous. Could you repeat back to me what I'm suggesting? That there's some difference between these politicians beyond yes. the, their faces and their some, names there, there is some difference that's beyond all. their faces Look, and their names yeah well we might be at war with iran too are if you we at had war mccain the united the united states government and uh more people would be dying this is one of the things that i'm concerned it's very speculative with. mark it what John McCain said, bomb, 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 Iran? That's speculative? I'm going out on a bit, little tiny TV. He does have a point meter. there. He, he oh does want to bomb Iran. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Once again, toll-free number 800-259-9231. Our webcam is free for you, like everything else on our website. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch. JJ is waving to it at the moment. And Mark, uh, cam.freetalklive.com. You can go there and watch for free. Of course, we've also got the chat room in there as well, so you can you don't have to chat, but it's there if you want to use it. You can I'm on the in. chat. That's I've been right. on the chat tonight. What's your handle in there? I'm JJ in the chat. JJ in the chat. All right. So uh, you can go in there and get interactive with JJ and other Free Talk Live listeners uh, in our chat room. I don't go to the chat room. They just cuss me out when I get in there. Cam.freetalklive.com is how you get there. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And it's brought to you by Memory Dealers. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Packs, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at memorydealers.com all right let's go back to your phone calls bill is in oklahoma bill you're on free talk live with ian jj and mark good evening uh german how are you hey bill great what's on your mind tonight well um i i've been listening throughout the show and i believe somebody on the panel had said something about the internet 
or the government fears the internet. And the I government, agree what's the internet? That that uh, the government fears the internet. Okay. Yes. Because of WikiLeaks and, and such. Well, uh, I, I was doing some uh, digging around because I heard uh, in a previous podcast you guys were really big on on Bitcoin, uh, the uh, the anonymous uh, payment uh, service. Yeah. That, uh, is decentralized. Uh, well, I wasn't really big on Bitcoin until I found out about the killer app for it, which is uh, the idea of not only uh, having an anonymous currency, but combining it with an anonymizing surfing method like Tor to use it to purchase things that otherwise you would not be able to find in the legal marketplace. Right. Um, it led me on my search to find a project that's being uh, started uh, as we speak. It's the uh, uh, Bitcoin Stock Exchange. And the, the idea behind it is pretty uh, pretty uh, fascinating to me, and that is um, entities, whether we're talking uh, an organization or a company, small company, large company, whatever, who wants to sell stock of their company or their or their entity can go on this free mar- on this open market uh, that's decentralized and offer their stocks uh, out to the public. Now, this leads me to a economics question because, as we know, um, there is a Said quantity of Bitcoin that you can uh, that can be achieved during its lifetime. That's twenty one million. Uh, how do we? Uh, how does a company or a entity um, uh, pull this off? Making sure there's enough liquidity to fund the the overall marketplace. I don't know if I understand the question. Okay, if you've got twenty one million of this currency mm-hmm. total. Never will be printed another one again. Okay. My question is, at some point, all 21 million of the, this currency is going to be taken by someone or groups of somebody. Yep. Um, how do we assure that there's going to be constant liquidity in this, in this marketplace? Competition between currencies. Uh, I'm not. A, I don't think Bitcoin is the end all, be all of uh, of currency. I, I, in fact, I think there are problems with Bitcoin. Number one, there's no value behind it. It is essentially a, a fiat currency. Right. Um, it's valuable for different reasons than the government. Like the government's fiat money, which again, fiat meaning that the government can, can just create it from thin air. It's just. It doesn't have anything backing it that has real value, and the government assigns it to uh, essentially forces people to use it. They call it legal tender, which means that you have to accept the U.S. dollar for payments of debts and and such if you're in the so-called United States. And so that's one of the reasons why the U.S. dollar, besides people's ignorance, has value uh, between uh, folks because it's sort of forced upon them. Bitcoin has value because it's useful. Uh, Bitcoin is valuable because it allows people to buy things outside of the U.S. dollar. it uh, allows people to buy things with anonymity, which is also a valuable thing. Sure. And so there is value assigned to Bitcoin because people find it useful. Uh, ultimately, there are some problems, I think, in that it isn't backed by anything significant and that there is this limitation uh, issue. But the idea well, that the limitation issue certainly can be addressed as a Bitcoin as Bitcoins get more scarce, they would then presumably go up in value. Uh, the demand has to be there, too. But the scarcity would have an issue there. Also, they're divisible. They're divisible up to like I think there's eight. Eight decimal places, so you can sell these uh, milli bitcoins amongst themselves. So if if a bitcoin is suddenly some some point in the future is actually worth a million dollars, one bitcoin, mm-hmm. which you know if I suppose it could happen by today, um, then you can divide one bitcoin that million dollars into eight uh, you know decimal places, which is a, a lot of divisions. That's a great point. 
Uh, so that that really means it can scale up quite a bit. But the paranoid uh, belief that somebody is going to be able to buy all the bitcoins is equivalent to believing that somebody would be able to buy all the gold in the world. Obviously, there's a finite amount of uh, Well, I, I think you nail it on the head with your first answer, which is competing currencies. If the bitcoin yeah. doesn't become viable to trade in, then there's going to be a competing currency that arises out of necessity and innovation that will take the place of bitcoin. Well, so, there's, a scarce, there's a scarce resource now that we can't, that we aren't using because all, some entity owns it all. It's uh, uranium, right? You're, I mean, we, you could do business sure, in uranium. definitely. Right now, but I don't have any, and you don't have any, so we're going to have to use something else. Well, right. and also bring me. Let's go back to this this paranoid belief that somebody could buy all of the bitcoins, that somebody could buy all of the gold in the world. It's, Somebody's got all the uranium. It's not bloody likely because why would somebody buy all? First of all, for someone to buy all the bitcoins, everyone would have to be willing to sell to that person, and as the bitcoins were being snatched up in this. Th- fantasy world where uh, you know donald trump or whoever bill gates is deciding to buy up all the bitcoins as people start selling their bitcoins and they become more scarce the price will go up naturally and the, the people that are holding bitcoins at the end are going to jack their price up real big but why would why would they want to buy the coins at that point because no one's using them anymore if one guy right. is hoarding all demand, the bitcoins then they won't be valuable at all no. the demand goes down it's like uh, you know if, if if all the gold goes away then people are going to do business in silver if all the gold and silver goes right. away people are going to do business in platinum if all that goes away then people are going to do business with other things. People are going to figure out alternative currencies all the time. These things should always be working in conjunction. Right. Bitcoin's like, just one anything way. Anything like cigarettes, you know, in situations where uh, inmates trade amongst each other and they trade in packs of cigarettes or they trade in different... People can do that already on the outside. They're already trading things, goods and services. You know, you mow my lawn and then you come over for some dinner tonight and, you know, I'll, I'll feed you or whatever. That sort of stuff is already going on. I think the virtual aspect of Bitcoin is handy, but for real life... You know, one-on-one, I'm dealing with my neighbor's situation. You're probably going to use something much different than Bitcoin. Also, uh, let's let's not forget, Bit- Bitcoin's an idea now, and it was a great idea, and an idea that has yeah. has uh, been you know put out there into the the intros infosphere, and it's not going back in. Friendster, fine idea. I didn't have an account. MySpace, fine idea. Buggy as heck. Facebook finally came along and they're doing it right but something may very well come along and replace that we just haven't seen the next bitcoin yet don't get huffy yeah bill any other thoughts i think we pretty much addressed Uh, all the aspects uh, there no we covered all the aspects i did have one quick question though if you guys uh could answer it does anybody have any suggestion for a uh, alternative to paypal other than bitcoin uh because now paypal is reporting back to the government goons and myself along with oh man somebody sent me a link to something that was competing with paypal but i just you know i blew it off because dwala d-w-o-l-l-a maybe i don't recall what it what it was there's of course the google payments which is another way to use credit cards online more securely through different vendors i don't know if they're really quite competing in all the aspects with uh, with paypal but it's a good question if somebody does know please feel uh, fill us in or, is or, a if PayPal. You, or if you feel like setting one up you know, let us know. There you go. Thanks for the call. Tonight. He just yeah. wants to send some money to somebody, man. <laughs> the Bitcoin is a, is a good way to send some money around. In fact, I've been actually eyeballing the price of the Bitcoin, uh, the U.S. dollar based price of the Bitcoin. And I'm kicking myself already because, you know, as silver has been going up and up and up. Bitcoin's been Bitcoin's beating its been butt, huh? Too. No, I wouldn't say it's beating its butt, okay. but it's been going up quite a bit. Uh, 
it was probably about a month ago that bitcoins were less than a dollar each. Now they're a week ago they were like a buck fifty, and wow. today's close was at like two dollars and twenty cents. Good heavens wow. for bitcoin. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. I mean, it tends to be fairly volatile. There's a small amount of trades every single day, and it's just interesting to watch it, though. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, the number 800-259-9231. The moments, well, just a few of them remain, but you could be in them. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. And we go right back into your phone calls here, but I want to remind you that if you want to support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon right there. You click into the link that's appropriate for your country, and you get your shopping done. You get the stuff that you're looking to buy. Because Amazon, you know, they're looking out uh, for you in that they refuse to do business anywhere where they're going to be taxed. I saw some news today over at Drudge Report about how Amazon was looking, I think, to open up some kind of a shipping center or something big in South Carolina. And I guess South Carolina decided that uh, they were going to pass some kind of tax thing that Amazon didn't like. And Amazon said, screw you. We're not opening our business here. (laughs) Um, So Amazon always trying to keep costs down to uh, keep the best service and products coming to you. And, of course, we're happy to be uh, associated with them to the point where you can shop through our link. And Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase. Same great prices, same great Amazon selection. It's the same Amazon. You're just entering through our portal. Uh, So go through shop.freetalklive.com anytime there's anything that you need to buy online because they sell, well, pretty much anything. Eh, I don't think you can buy guns or gold or silver and prescription medications. But besides those things, Amazon probably sells it. So go to shop.freetalklive.com as we go to Joe in Kentucky. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hi, guys. How you doing tonight? Just great, Joe. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, yeah. Uh, for, uh, first, I was wanting to make a quick comment to uh, Mark. Uh, you said something earlier about Whitehouse.com. I'd accidentally gone there as a teenager at a library. Uh, needless to say, I was uh, quite embarrassed by the whole thing. <laughs> I was, but anyways, the reason why I was calling tonight was about electronic cigarettes. Uh, you all have been talking about them over the past couple of days. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, you all mentioned that you didn't think that anybody in San Francisco would stand up and uh, follow uh, follow lawsuits, challenge it. Uh, You're talking about how San Francisco is planning on banning the use of uh, e-cigarettes in the same places in which regular cigarettes and other smoking uh, devices are banned. Exactly. Uh, I guess it looks like a cigarette. It must be a cigarette. That's what they're saying. uh, Exactly. Doesn't make any sense. But anyways, uh, they're trying to do a similar thing here in uh, Bullitt County, Kentucky. And uh, luckily, we actually have quite a few citizens that have filed a lawsuit uh, against the Board of Health, stating that you know that they're not legislators, so they don't technically have the right to change the law that they're trying to enforce on everyone. Hmm. So I was wondering if you all had any thoughts on whether or not that legal stance would have any grounds in courts. I'm not a lawyer. I'm going to do what they're going to want to do, but yeah, I, I'm not a lawyer, so I have no idea what legal grounds will stand in court. But I think that doing something is better than nothing. Sure. And if you've got a lawyer who's willing to go go to the you know go to the the bat for uh, this issue and not charge you through the nose at the same time, then I think that uh, 
whatever works, man. Well, also yeah. at the same time, you you do anything, make make sure it's known, publicize it somehow, oh, yeah. whether it's on the internet or letter to the editor or doing a, a a vlog of your own, a video log of your own, uh, or letting you know sort of sites like Free Talk Live and Free Keen sort of sites know about uh, what's going on, so they can try to spread the word as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, like you guys were talking, they just uh, the, the health issues just aren't there. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions on what is actually in the product. And while you were talking about the mist, and someone made a call to say that, you know, the mist could actually cause bacteria to, you know, be more easily spread throughout the room. And not that I would count too much credit into anything that the World Health Organization says, but the studies they've done on the electronic cigarettes has shown that, you know, only good things come from it. Yep. Uh, there's none of the carcinogens. Granted, there is nicotine. But there's been absolutely no studies that show that nicotine in the general population causes any harm. Yeah, it's the the, nicotine isn't is from what I understand, it's not nicotine that's causing lung cancer. No, right? It's the 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 tar and and carcinogens in the tobacco smoke. Yeah, yeah, the actual. So go ahead. Yeah, and another complaint that they have is they call it a mystery juice, and they play on people's ignorance. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a mystery juice. We have no idea that they're depending on laziness. And it's not a mystery juice. Uh, there's two different chemicals that they use. Uh, one is propylene glycol that's mm-hmm. found in, like, baby oil and fog machines. Yep. And the other is vegetable glycol or vegetable oil. Now, I mean, or if those two, you know I mean, how many products do we have to ban to say, you know, let's just be safe? And like you said, it's big, bigotry against nicotine users. That's, that's what it exactly is. what it is, yeah. Joe, thanks for the call and the update tonight. I appreciate hearing from you and the detail because I, I was remembering glycol, but I wasn't sure of the details there. Good news. Uh, Free Talk Live is going to have a, uh, a sponsor, or you know, advertiser that is a... Uh, e-cigarettes? Uh, e-cigarettes. Very cool. Vaporstation.com. Nice. Hey, here's some other news for you that's not so good. This one uh, from Columbus, Georgia. Starting at 10 o'clock Friday, two senior non-commissioned officers from Fort Benning, that's a military fort, will be walking the streets of downtown Columbus, also known as Uptown. That's confusing. (laughs) The soldiers will be wearing armbands that read, Courtesy Patrol. We're just here as a courtesy citizens. Just right. we're just your friendly neighborhood courtesy patrol. There's nothing to be concerned with about having military troops in your streets. Yeah, no, no, troops aren't courteous. They're they're killers. Fort Benning I mean, is that what they're supposed to do? Yes, <laughs> that's what they're trained to do. They're trained to kill. Fort Benning's commanding General Robert Brown and Columbus Mayor Teresa Tomlinson made the announcement earlier this week. The need to increase security in uptown Columbus comes after two weekend incidents in early April. In a first incident, the police say five soldiers beat another man. The beat- <laughs> What? Wait a minute. <laughs> so the courtesy patrol is there to keep us safe from the soldiers. Hey, this, I see. This is just a courtesy see. <laughs> the beating was witnessed near uh, First Avenue, wherever, sending the victim, a former soldier, to the hospital with head injuries. The other, a shooting that left four injured, one fatally at Mario's restaurant. A man is charged in connection with that assault. Now Columbus police will have the company of two uniformed Fort Benning soldiers on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Mayor Tomlinson says the soldiers will not be able to make any arrests, but will be able to shoot you. No, <laughs> I, I added that part. Uh, they will be able to command order... To command order of all military personnel, they're M- MPs basically that are going to you know if there's any mi- military personnel that are acting causing out, trouble, yeah, uh. then they can you know 
uh, go after those guys is the idea. But it's it's always a foot in the door. It's the camel's nose mm, under the tent. Exactly. Um, I don't like the idea of military just patrolling the streets. Well, but- according to our Constitution and these rules that they signed in the law sometime long ago, they shouldn't be able to do this. Well, yeah, posse comitatus <laughs> was that uh, doctrine that you're referring to. And as Frank from New York pointed out right. earlier tonight, the Military Commissions Act of 2006 and other legislation during the Bush and uh, Obama administrations have pretty much eviscerated that concept mm-hmm. and have laid the, uh, laid the path clear for doing things just like this. And this isn't the first time in recent years that the military has been used in the streets. There was some sort of situation in Alabama after a natural disaster, disaster, and who knows now after these uh, tornadoes, or maybe more of this, uh, but there was one little town in Alabama where the military was on the streets as well. But there's more to the story. Uh, Mayor Tomlin says, uh, says again that they can alert the military police uh, if there's an issue. She says, you can't arrest someone for being intoxicated, but a senior official can, or senior officer can order you back to base or have military police come get you and bring you back to base. But Charlotte Burton says... That the extra patrols might not be enough. She says, I know this is just a start, but I think they will have to increase security that's being offered. A lot of people come down here at night. For Specialist Ryan Jesse, stationed at Fort Benning, he says soldiers will think twice after seeing another in uniform. He says it keeps things in check. It avoids things getting out of hand, which happens a lot with soldiers, unfortunately. Well, why? Why are these guys so poorly behaved? I thought they were America's finest. Well, you see, their their pent up uh, anger and having to s- hurry up and wait. You know, basically, you run to get in line, and then you wait in line for an hour to do something that takes <laughs> five minutes. Because that's how the military works. That's how the government works. You hurry up, you get there, and you wait patiently in line, and, and then, then you drown do, your sorrows later. In and alcohol. then later on, you just let it all out. Yeah. Uh, the patrols will last about five hours. It's not the first time the city of Columbus has listed the enlisted the help of military courtesy patrols. But it has been years since the practice was used. So you already have one person saying, this isn't going to be enough. We need more than two guys out there. We need more uniformed military members patrolling the streets of uptown slash downtown Columbus, Georgia. I just I don't understand why the cops can't handle this stuff. Why can the police officers not handle this? Well, why are the why are the personnel from this base being so unruly? That's What's, another good, good I mean, question. That's, I think that's the question. If there's an issue, if there's a problem with with soldiers coming out and getting drunken and then just beating people to death or near death, then there's probably something they need to work on. That, <laughs> that some solution other than throwing more money at the problem. Oh, or but whatever. JJ, you are thinking too logically. Oh, okay. You're oh. thinking about addressing the root of the situation. Right. It makes more sense from a bureaucratic perspective to just throw more guys at the the you know, if you just put more troops right. in the streets. Well, that'll solve the problem rather than addressing why it is the troops might be angry or depressed or acting out in various different ways and addressing the root of the situation because they want to spend more money. You know, I mean, if they were to actually go your direction, they might solve some problems. And actually have to lower their budgets. Or whatever forbid. (laughs) So we're out of time tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow, and you can join us online in the meantime, of course. It has been Ian here with you. JJ. And Mark. Uh, Join us tomorrow online at freetalklive.com, and uh, look out for the troops in the streets. They may be coming to a city near you next. Who knows? See you tomorrow. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. 
All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post, and I have with me Michael Z. Williamson. Uh, Michael, you there? Yes. Hey, um, thanks for coming on with me again. Now, you are one of my favorite authors. I've, you've written several books that I've enjoyed with this, uh, I don't even, I'll let you explain it, this, this, this world. Uh, well, um, 500 years in the future, I've got a uh, universe where the UN has control of Earth and several planets, and uh, there's uh, a colonial uh, government set up. But it's all basically under one system, and uh, there's one one planetary system has decided that they want nothing to do with it. Uh, very laissez-faire capitalist, and eventually it turns into a war. And um, you know, it's been it, it, you have the expertise. You uh, are, are in the military and work for them as a writer, photographer, something like that. I'm retired from the military now. Okay. Uh, I was an uh, engineer, uh, Air Force and Army, for 25 years. But you have enough weapons in your house to actually start your own military, right? Uh, a small one, yes. <laughs> uh, if you can think of a handy country to take over. <laughs> so it's, it's a cool thing to do these days. You, know, you find a country you like and you, you take it over. It's hip. <laughs> so uh, this, you have a lot of expertise, and you write about sort of futuristic weapons, but you do it in a manner that is so real that one can truly believe that these things function and exist. And I suppose, to some extent, you have you know you use the features of things that do exist. Yeah, and uh, occasionally something pops up in the news that I wrote about you know several years ago, and. Uh, you know, you know, I was joking, and apparently the world's <laughs> taking me seriously. <laughs> now, um, you've got another uh, edition in the in, in this universe, and uh, I can't say I'm very excited about it. It's uh, it's called Rogue, and let me yes. read the, the description here. It's just a brief one. It's uh, Keith Chinrin commanded the elite unit assigned to take out an entire planet in a terrible war. Millions died. Billions more perished in the aftermath. One doesn't send a psychopath on such a mission. Excuse me, uh, it's a sociopath. A sociopath might not stop. Chinrin did stop, but in the process, nearly lost his sanity and his soul. But one of Chinrin's men was a sociopath going in. Now he's a trained sociopath with the knowledge and firepower to take out entire tactical teams. Evaporate through security called... Con- what, cordons? What is a cordon? Yes, cordons. What is a cordon? Perimeter. Okay. <laughs> and change identity at will. Who do you send after a killer like that? There's only one answer. The man who trained him. The man who made him. I'm going to assume that's Kenneth Chenrin, but, you know, I, I haven't gone any farther. I, I haven't read this uh, book yet. I'm excited about it coming out, and that's what you're on to talk about today. Tell me, tell me more about Rogue. Uh, it, it's a sequel to my book, The Weapon, but it also does stand alone. You know, you don't have to have read the uh, the previous one for this one to make sense. The Weapon is one of probably my top five favorite books I've ever read. Um, I've read I, it- I either get fan mail or hate mail. Uh, veterans tend to like it a lot, um, and then civilians, especially Europeans, send me hate mail about how horrible a person I am just for having written it. Just because of so many uh, people die? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's a big part of it. Well, it just, I, you know, I, 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 there was a, a the previous one, and I, I don't have the the name of it off the top of my head. It, it was a well written book, and it's what we got me excited about reading your books. But it was Freehold, is that right? Freehold. 
Freehold, yes. Um, it was Freehold, and I really, I really enjoyed it. But then I read The Weapon, and I really enjoyed that one. Uh, you know, the rest have been really great books, but now The, the Weapon's so lionized in my mind that um, I don't think anything's going to uh, quite measure up. But uh, So Rogue's a sequel to that. Right. Yeah. Well, I, it's... Ex- uh, the, the summary is that uh, you know, they, they, they infiltrated 200 people mm-hmm. uh, onto Earth, uh, wiped out large chunks of the infrastructure... Which caused massive chaos, mm-hmm. uh, lots of death, uh, and that's where the book ends as he's leaving uh, through you know, a variety of clandestine means and false ID. Yep, I, I, I like uh, that part too. Up, I love the idea yeah. of being able to, uh, you know, people trying to, uh, you know, take on different identities and stuff. It's always interesting the techniques they use. Well, there's lots of that in this. Then um, <laughs> this picks up 15 years later. Uh, he's been in hiding, um, you know, raising his daughter, and you know she's basically the only thing that keeps him sane. He, he doesn't have a real high yeah. opinion of himself or the human race in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he finally comes out of hiding due to a variety of circumstances. And it turns out that not uh, everybody who was on the mission uh, died in the process. Uh, some of them have come back. Most of them have quietly, you know, gone on to normal lives. And this one guy's become a paid assassin. Uh, very highly paid. He can go anywhere and get anyone. Um, I've got uh, people getting shot with darts full of uh, um, chlorine trifluoride, which basically uh, vaporizes them into uh, acid, mm. and they start etching the walls. <laughs> um, you know, people getting their environmental systems messed with. Uh, you know, very, very exotic, high-tech assassinations. Uh, at one point, they, uh, somebody thinks they have them cornered. They send in a uh, 20-person SWAT team, and all 20 of them die. A Matrix kind of and, thing. <laughs> yes. I, I'd actually plotted it out before that. I, uh, I was in a small house, two small kids, hardwood floors. We had a bookshelf in front of one window, a couch in front of another, and there's toys all over the place. And I thought to myself, you know, if a SWAT team came in here right now, I wouldn't have to do anything. They'd kill themselves. <laughs> and it's like, mm, you know, I could do something with that. So, yeah, basically they kick in the doors, windows, and walls to go after this guy, and there's aerogel and caltrops and explosives. And uh, uh, he knifes a couple, shoots a couple of what's left, and walks out. And Jeez. So uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited. comes up, his entire unit's dead. I'm excited about uh, this book coming out. How uh, you know how how are we able to get it? Um, I'm doing a special order, uh, and you can you can get it at any normal bookstore or at Amazon. I'm doing a special order through UncleHugo.com. That's Uncle Hugo Science Fiction Bookstore up in Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be signing sheets that will be uh, glued into the bindery. They, they won't be stitched in, but they'll be glued in. Okay. Uh, Bain's pro- the publisher's providing those. I'll sign them. Uh, it's cover price, but you get a, uh, a signed edition. There's only going to be a couple of hundred of them. Really? And if I have uh, the opportunity, I'm going to drive up there and try and personalize them as well. So you know, when you order, you can go ahead and request uh, some kind of personalization. And it's just cover price plus shipping. There's no additional charge. Now, about that, the cover price plus shipping for a signed edition of the, uh, the new Rogue coming out. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yes. And you go to UncleHugo.com? UncleHugo.com. Now, um, what is there a, de- a deadline for this? Uh, that ends this weekend. Okay. There may uh, be, there may be a, we have to round up to the nearest 20 to fill a box, so there may be a couple on Monday, but uh, you know, the order is going in Monday morning. 
I always feel bad. Some of my listeners don't won't hear this show for some of them won't hear it for days. Some of them won't hear it for weeks. Honestly, some of them won't hear it for months. Um, but you know, that's the the case is is the case is. I guess you can go to Uncle Hugo. Dot com. See if they've got you know uh, one a couple left uh, lying around. But uh, so it's the... and if they don't, I, you know, I can always sign a regular one as well. How's uh, that? You know, if if we run out of the uh, signed editions and people are still interested, I can uh, just take the regular hardcovers and sign those. So how how would they get those? Uh, same way. They just you know they'd order it. It's just they wouldn't have the special sheet, and it would just be signed on the title page. Okay. I mean, instead. I, well, I um, okay, and that's UncleHugo.com there. Okay, cool. So uh, uh, I think they're the oldest uh, independent science fiction bookstore in the country. They've been around since the early seventies. I'm familiar with the name, so that mm-hmm. that says something. I, that, why why yeah. in the world I would know um, the name of a uh, science fiction bookstore in Minneapolis? They must have been around for a long time. Yeah, a family-owned small business that specializes in in science fiction. It's named after Hugo Gernsback, who published one of the first science fiction magazines back in the 1920s. Isn't there a Hugo Award? Yes, it's named after the same person. Okay. Yeah, Hugo seems to be a, a name that matters in science fiction. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, you've got other books. Uh, tell me, t- tell me what's uh, what's the one prior to Rogue? Um, uh, existing books or stuff I've got coming out? Well, um, I, I guess I was thinking of. I was just tr- trying to make sure that I've read everything that's out at this point. I know that Rogue I haven't read. What what came uh, prior to that Rogue? Was uh, was due unto others. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. That's uh, the second one with the Ripple Creek mercenaries. They're futuristic. Uh, they're, they're, I, I interviewed my friends in Blackwater for information, and then uh, hiked up the uh, the drama and uh, and elements of it. Yeah, they they have a they have that feel. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, I've got, I've got friends with Blackwater. Mostly, what they do is escort diplomats and uh, and politicians around. Generally, it's very boring. Uh, yeah. Well, this was a, the es- this was the escort of a uh, a diplomat, but it wasn't boring. Yes, and the second one was the uh, escorting a trillionaire and his daughter. Ah, yeah, keep them safe. So what, the third one's going to be a politician who bears a strong resemblance to a former uh, presidential candidate who got, now has a job in um, the State Department. Okay, <laughs> God bless no her soul. No one says you have to like the person you're guarding. You know. It, it adds interesting stuff to the story. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what else is uh, coming out? Um, I've got a bunch of stuff coming out. I just finished a, uh, there's, a there's an old series called Heroes in Hell by Janet Morris. I'm not I familiar did, with it. Uh, okay. Variety of historical characters and you literally send them to hell and devise eternal damnation for them. <laughs> um, the series has come back and I finished a story for Lawyers in Hell. I see, okay. <laughs> A good place for them. Well, and, uh, this is the this is these are airborne lawyers. The, the running joke: you know, what do you call airborne lawyers? Skeet. <laughs> and, uh, they're they're out to enforce unfairness because uh, it's hell. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, but they get to parachute into hell's equivalent of Afghanistan, get shot at by the locals, and their unit includes Joseph McCarthy. <laughs> Who's on a rampage for commies? Any um, idea when that's going to be coming out? That comes out in August. Okay, what's There's that some called? Other great stories in there. It's called uh, Lawyers in Hell. Lawyers in Hell. Okay, I've got one story in there out of several. Uh, there's some other great stories. A friend of mine did one with uh, Che Guevara is uh, condemned to eternally lead failed revolutions in hell. <laughs> well, he should be good at it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. There's some some really fun stuff. 
Uh, also in August, um, I'm in a shared universe with Harry Turtledove and S.M. Sterling and John Ringo and Jody Lynn Nye. We've and, had John uh, Ringo on here before. Yeah, it's basically an alternate uh, Bronze Age. Okay. If the, if the dinosaur-killing asteroid never uh, crashed into Earth and uh, the uh, dinosaurs had continued to evolve into smaller, more efficient creatures. It's the Flintstones. And then there's, uh, there's a cat-like species as well. So there's two sentient species, and they're having their equivalent of the Mediterranean basin flooding. Mm. It's displacing them all, and they have to fight for you know, territory and survival. Sounds so interesting. They've got Bronze Age chariots and, uh, and combat, and they're, they're non-human creatures. So that was a lot of fun. Now, hold on. This uh, is a collaboration of several authors? There's four stories. We four stories, okay. Wrote, yeah. Harry Turtledove has the first one. Uh, S.M. Sterling has the second one. I have the third. And then John Ringo and Jody Lynn and I have the fourth, if I'm getting it correct. So you get uh, three, three authors on one story. How does that happen? Uh, no, it's actually five on four on four stories. Five on four stories. Um, so you you have, yeah. but you work with we another giving, author or three more or three authors on your story. No, I, we each did our own story separately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're given the background of the uh, the universe and uh, told to you know, write a story. Write a story based on this event. Okay, that makes more sense to me. I've always wondered. Yeah. I've seen these books where two people write, and then you know, and I assume if one person has a bigger name than the other, that means the other one wrote it, and the one the person with the big name just got a check. Um, Not and- necessarily. Um, it, it, there's different ways. When uh, John and I wrote the hero, he gave me a uh, twenty thousand word outline, and I turned it into a hundred thousand word novel. That was a good book. Yeah, uh, you can also actually, uh, I've done stuff where you just go back and forth, and by the end of it, you don't know who wrote what. Yeah. And then there's times when someone uh, has a, an idea they can't develop. It's like, I've got this idea, I've gotten it this far, and I don't know what to do with it, and they passed off to someone else. So um, what are some of the other things you're working on? I've got a, uh, a Freehold Universe Adventure story that will be up on Bain's website for free. Uh, it'll be about a 10,000-word story in June. In June? Okay. Yes. Um, now I'm hold on. Working. You yes. did you you did another one for free that was in the mind's eye of a of a like a trained panther. That wasn't for free. That's um, okay. That, that's in the uh, book Citizens. No, okay. Sorry, no, that was in Future Weapons of War. Future Weapons of War. Yes. Okay. I got it but online got a, somehow. I think I think you may have uh, emailed it to me. Actually, <laughs> I might have. And then and, I've got a um, another freehold short story in the anthology Citizens, which came out last year, and it comes out in paperback later this year. That's that's a re-release. Okay. And all the all the authors for Citizens are veterans, mostly American, but there's a couple of of others. So now, what's that one called? Um, the story coming the book's out. Called Citizens. Okay. The book's um, called. The story, I, I, yeah, I don't have a title for the story coming out yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you gotta you gotta work on those things. So it's it's all written though. Um, those those are written. The one that I'm that's coming out in uh, June. I'm halfway done with. Ah, working on it. So okay, working on that. And uh, so I'm working on the third Ripple Creek uh, book, with the Mercenaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, there's one here I'm missing. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the one for Bain's site. And oh yeah, uh, um, do unto others. My, my last hardcover comes out in paperback ah. in August. And then I, uh, my wife and I just finished a collaboration uh, uh, historical fantasy for the for Mercedes Lackey's Valdemar universe. Uh, that's uh, an annual anthology that will be coming out in uh, December. What was it like working with your wife? Um, she knows that universe a lot better than I do. Okay. Uh, she's she's talented, but I know more about the 
the mechanics of writing, so mm-hmm. I had to try and explain some elements of pacing and and that. And but then, uh, everybody's got their story. It's the skill in telling it, and I think that, that right. that's very helpful. Yeah, huh. yes. And that's one that turned out, I don't know who wrote what by the time we're done with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it was due in March, and we turned it in yesterday. Uh, the hard deadline was noon, and we turned it in before noon in Hawaii, uh, like five in the evening. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, I've just had so much stuff hit me all at once. So I've been, you know, struggling to keep up with it. Sure, that's uh, that's, the, that's the life of an, an author. I, you know, when oh, do you? It's, it's when, terrible. And then checks show up at some point. <laughs> when do you uh, do your writing? Do you, uh, you know, get up in the morning with a cup of coffee and get started? Or oh, I, I don't drink coffee. Okay. Um, usually late night after everyone's gone to bed. Um, okay. And uh, you know, uh, pretty much all of North America's asleep, and Europe hasn't woken up yet. There's all stuff. There's always stuff going on online, and people want to talk to me. How much time and, uh, do you spend a day writing? Um, it varies anywhere from an hour to several. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, later, uh, if I start writing around uh, midnight or one until two or three, sometimes till four or five, occasionally till six or seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it works for me. Unfortunately, the real world then expects me to be up at eight o'clock to deal with kids and phone calls and. Yeah, the, political surveys this time of year since it's just before the primary. The business, the business of uh, doing, you know, being a writer too. There's no, it's no, it's yeah. no small task. Um, that in of itself. Well, actually, most of the, uh, as far as possible, most of um, the authors and editors try to keep hours like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah, I, I, I frequently we you know, we swap information with people. Like, hey, you can call me anytime at two two in the morning. That's fine. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to wrap it up. So if folks want to get sure. a signed edition of Rogue, and um, when will they receive that by? Uh, the release date is September 6th. Okay. And and they won't charge your card until they ship. Okay. And so they would the have to reserve. I'm sorry. What was that? The funds won't be hanging okay. out in space somewhere. They will. Um, so, so, But you have to purchase by, what, what did you say it was, uh, Sunday? April 30th, this weekend, yes. Okay. And you have to do it at UncleHugo.com? Yes. Excellent. Michael Z. Williams? There should be a link to Michael Williamson. Yep. Yep. Thank you. And while you're at it, if you want, you can order all my other books as well, and I'll, you know, they'll ship them. Yeah. They have my recommendation. I, I think they're awesome. It's a, it's a great universe. It uh, allows people to, you know, you've explored the ideas of essentially a, you know, if you want to use the term anarcho-capitalist, um, but, you know, yeah. a, a world where all stuff is taken from a free market perspective. You've explored that world and done a very good job of it. Um, and I'm, I find it very impressive and, and interesting and convincing in a lot of ways. Thanks. I'm, um, if we got a moment, I managed to throw one bit in here because I had people complaining yeah. that it was too uh, utopic. Um, you know, if you have a system like that, then who issues your money? And the answer is banks issue money you know, based on their holdings. Mm-hmm. And, of course, periodically a bank is going to screw up and go bankrupt, at which point all the currency it's issued is worthless, and there's a frantic scramble to get rid of it as fast as possible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden the quarter of the bills in your wallet are worthless. Yeah, there's always going to be people, that, uh, things that people that want. happens in here. Oh, right. oh, in which one? That happens in uh, Rogue at one point. Huh. Well, I want to read point. about that, too. All right. Michael Z. Williamson, thanks. Thank you. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you?
Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more. Visit freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.